This episode of Get in the Game is brought to you by Vertigo Global Music Promotion, proudly servicing the world's best DJs with your new music. It's time for you to get in the game. Welcome to Get in the Game. Thank you so much uh, for everybody that's tuned in right now. We appreciate you. Uh, I have a very special guest in the building, and I feel like I'm really far away. He's going to serve as my um, co-host slash guest. So you're going to have double duty tonight. It's all good with me. <laughs> um, but I want to welcome to Get in the Game, Picasso. <laughs> What's up, world? It's your boy Picasso Verbidelic, a.k.a. the American Weirdo. Well, yes, that's one way to put it. That's definitely one way to put it. But I'm going to put it another way. And I'm going to try to get all these accolades out because there's a, a lot of them. Now, um, Picasso, for some of you that don't know, um, has been in the fabric of Dallas hip hop for many years. Yes. Um, I would guess probably about 15, 20 years now. Over 20. Okay. Over 20 professionally, yeah. I probably uh, pretty much got professional in the hip hop game. The first professional thing that I consider myself to do when I did the Skip Murphy morning show drop. So that's probably like whenever they was doing that, I don't remember. And what does that sound like? What's that station? What's the number one station? Your radio's on 104. They got news you can use for a little bit more. It's kind of like some little melodies was doing, real melodic style was doing like in 95, me and my home. We had a group called Dysfunctional. And uh, Nanette Lee, I came up there one time to try to, you know, try to get my stuff played. They weren't going to play it. I knew they wasn't. Yeah. So I came up there, Nanette Lee, I used to stay across the street from her. She said, hey, man, I remember you. Come back up here Monday, and I got a, I got something I want you to do. I said, what is it? She said, you got to come back up here Monday. So I came up there Monday. She wrote down a list with all the people's names, and that's how I got to Skip Murphy because of Nanette Lee. That's probably the first professional thing I did. I used to be at work at Zales Corporation. Everybody thought I was a celebrity. I had my whole job at Zales Corporation Listen to the Skip Murphy intro. That's what we did in like 90 something. I don't remember the exact year, but it's yeah. a group called Dysfunctional. So that's my first taste of, wow. Even though it was just an intro, mm-hmm. that meant a lot. It's 6 a.m. in the morning. I had everybody listening to that. Yeah, because it's a big <laughs> deal, because that's one of the biggest uh, times of the day where radio yeah. listening is definitely very high. Yeah. So a lot of people got exposed to hearing you. I think, like uh, I said, thank that. you, Nanette Lee. She showed me a lot of love. Skip Murphy and Sam Putney. Even the wig. Yeah. <laughs> the wig showed me a lot of love during that, that particular area. That was my first taste of being professional. So after that, Yeah, just, it just took off from there. Well, you also, um, let's see, there's there's so much here. You also <laughs> went to the uh, Columbia School of Broadcasting, so yes. you probably uh, dabbled in radio as yeah. well. Yeah, I went to Columbia School of Broadcasting when I gra- after I graduated from Lincoln High. Because, you know, sometimes I'm talking to people, people say, you know what, you have a broadcasting voice. So I was, I graduated from high school and I wasn't doing that with myself, just not, you know, not, you know, playing around the house, not making something myself. So I told my dad and my mama, so we went down to fill out the papers and it was right off Coit Road off 75 mm-hmm. for Columbia School of Broadcasting was at that particular time in my life. So I went there. Did I do well in it? No, I actually did better afterwards, but that was just a good the good litmus test to kind of get me through the door with uh, radio broadcasting. Even though I never excelled in it, it got me, it, it taught me a lot of like vocal projection and speaking clear. Mm-hmm. But I actually did, the, uh, I did the, uh, I'm jumping up a little bit ahead of the game, but I did the 
co-host for uh, the Dirty South Block Party on KNON 89.3 with Bobo Luciano. Man, let me tell you, that was like the golden era of Dallas hip-hop. When Bobo Luciano was on KNON, I don't know if y'all remember that, but he used to have a show uh, Saturday afternoon. Saturday nights. Saturday nights, yeah. 8 to 10 or something on KNON 89.3. Bobo asked me to do that because he knew I knew the history. Mm-hmm. I just started coming around cracking jokes with him, and then it just it just turned a cocoon and just metamorphosized into something else. But that's that's my taste of radio. But I did that without being in broadcasting. Bobo just see me clowning around and talking about history online, and he asked me to do it. So big thank you to Bobo, DJ Fish, and uh, Drop for having me part of the Dirty South Block Party. That was a pivotal part of uh, Dallas radio at yes. that particular juncture. They, you know, we was carrying on the tradition of... Uh, of uh, 89.3 KNON because they had Snake, Big Al, Casanova Rock. They had radio shows back in the day when I was a little kid. You know what I'm saying? You got Easy Eddie D. He has one of the longest-running hip-hop shows in the world. One of the second-longest-running in this broadcast through KNON 89.3, which used to be called 90.9 back in the um, you know back in the days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. we're gonna get into all that. That's yeah. a lot right there. Just, just... just that alone. <laughs> we we because we, I'm gonna revisit that because oh, yeah, that's very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, but so as y'all can see, um Picasso is a wealth of knowledge when it comes yeah. to Dallas hip hop. And then also uh you're an artist. Oh, yeah. You've worked with uh, uh Symbolic One. Now y'all know him as S1 oh, yeah. producer to Kanye West, Beyonce, Jay-Z. Y'all have done y'all thing before all that. Y'all yeah. had, um, uh, you yeah, know, work, work S1. With- you know what's crazy? When I, when I just to think of what S1 has gotten in his music career, it kind of gave me goosebumps, and I'm saying that because when I worked with him, uh, we, we was doing the PPT stuff, the mm-hmm. PPT picnic, Picasso and Tahiti, Picasso picnic and Tahiti, and uh, he did a song called Down South Girl for us, and we did some songs. I remember that song. I'm a, a down south girl. Da, 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 ba, ba. He did that. And when I did some stuff on his records and his uh, his music box album, and then forward to like years later, that's why I'm working with uh, Rhyme Fest. Mm-hmm. And then he did some with Rhyme Fest, and he did the. I'm like, I work with him. So to see S1 working with Kanye, Jay-Z, Beyonce, and, I, you know, I, we, we work with him with the PPT, and I did some stuff on this record. That's just it's amazing to see that. You know, sometimes I tell people, I'm like, I'm, I'm real low-key because I don't want to come off like I'm bragging or like I'm trying to, uh, like I'm trying to name drop. But that I did work well on the PPT. It's on all the stuff is online. Well, we gonna we, yeah, we're definitely gonna get into that, and you're gonna brag tonight. Okay, we are gonna brag. Okay, tonight. you gonna brag Big tonight up to <laughs> because it, it, it is it is so much now. Um, I'm gonna take it back just a little bit um, because uh, and and we we definitely want to get in. Usually we start with with some of the headlines and stuff that's going on. So I definitely want to get your okay. uh, take on some of the things that are going on. All right. Currently in hip hop, Um, but then I also definitely want to get into your story and I want to tell people, first of all, how we met. Now, I met you for the first time. It was a Texas Summer Music Conference, I believe. (laughs) Now, um, the Texas Summer Music Conference went on several years and this is where artists and DJs and um, even record label uh, executives would get together and we would bond over music and, of course, talk about the music business. And a lot of artists were trying to find their way into the music business through these conferences. 
And at the time, you were, like you said, with a group called PPT. Yeah, PPT. PPT, that's a group called Picnic, Picasso, and Tahiti. And it started on my birthday in 2006. And um, when I when PPT started, because I did a song called Verb. Verb, yo, what's happening? I re- Give me a noun. I kind of redid that, uh, the old schoolhouse rock. Mm-hmm. And I did it. And when I uploaded the video, the response was just magnum opus. It was like, an, it was an immense response. Everybody's like, man, who did the who did the vocals? Picasso. Man, who did the beat? Picnic. Who did the visuals? Tahiti. Y'all should be a group. I mean, that's the response we got back. Mm-hmm. So we started PPT, and I linked up with a guy named Alan Cohen, real cool Jewish friend of mine named Alan Cohen. And Alan Cohen said, man, I like what you're doing, Picasso, man. I want you to do something for the Dallas Mavericks. Mm. I'm like, cool. Alan Cohen, I want you to do something for the Dallas Mavericks. I said, for real? Yeah, man, it's a little song. We want you to just try to submit it in. Then I made the PPT announcement like a couple days later. He said, hey, man, you think that group that you just started with Picnic in uh, Tahiti, you think y'all want to do the Dallas Maverick theme song? So I met up with him. I said, hey, Tahiti and Picnic, man, they want to do the Dallas Maverick theme song, which is 2006. I'm, mind you, at that particular juncture in my life, I've never seen a Dallas Maverick game in my life. Wow. I watched it. I think they were playing like, I forgot which team that I watched the game that night. And we came and recorded. We did the Dallas Maverick theme song. And before you know it, that's how we connected with our Mark Cuban through a guy named Alan Cohen. So we did the official Dallas Maverick theme song in 2006. It was on NBA.com, but they had a strike. And they took all that stuff down when the NBA had a strike back then. But we did the official song for the Dallas Maverick theme song. And it all started because I did a song called Verb. And and, and through that, it just kind of just blossomed. Now, going back to your relationship with PPT, yeah. meeting Tahiti, um, Picnic, uh, Picnic and uh, and yourself, did y'all go to school together? How did y'all link up? I met Picnic because Picnic used to make, uh, he used to be on a site called dfwhiphop.com. I remember and I, that, he used, to, yeah. he used to be on a website, and I needed some beats, so I made a, uh, I put an acapella up, because I couldn't find no producer to work with me. So I just put my acapella, me rapping with no beat. I said, anybody want to remix this? And he remixed it. And mm. he sent it, and I said, he had, a, he had he had the little vector art kind of like that, and I thought he was of Caucasian descent, of Caucasoid descent. And I seen him, like, you know what, he black. I thought, like, you black? Oh, wow. And I met him like that. He did the verb. I'm a song verb. I was like, wow, this dude is dope. And I met when he played some beats. I was like, this dude is of genius level. He was a young cat when I met Picnic. He did the beat, so we just met up, met up like that. And we was, like I said, we, we did the verb song. Picnic and Tahiti called me on my birthday, which is February 1st. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we got a group called PPTU in it. After they seen the response from Verb. So that all started because I did Verb and Picnic did the beat. And Tahiti and Picnic met up and and thought of the name and just included me in it. I was a solo artist. Mm-hmm. They just kind of, they they called me on the phone on, on three-way. Remember that? Three-way? Oh, uh, man. Like 12 years ago. Hey, man. <laughs> they were going, hey, man, we got a group, man. And uh, PPT, and you win it. Yeah. So that's pretty much how that's pretty much how PPT started. That's like, that's, that's how it started because of that. Just off the song wow. Verb. A lot of wow. people don't know that song Verb, but that song did a whole lot for me, man. You know, real talk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and and not only that, that was a uh, a great time in Dallas yeah. as well. And I want to get into that. But first, we're going to get into some of the hot topics that's going on. Shout out to uh, everybody that's on Facebook Live right now. Sammy Johnson, Pick 
Uh, he says, you're a living legend. Salute to you. Oh, what's up, Sammy? Uh, I appreciate Picasso. that. That made me smile, man. Um, so shout out to everybody that's on my Facebook page live. That's also on Getting the Game Live. We're, game. we're here. Make sure you follow us. Like the page. And um, was my, my producer saying? Oh, oh, he wants me to look at y'all. So I'm going to look at y'all straight in y'all's face and uh, let y'all know to make sure that you're following Getting the Game and share this video right now because we have a lot of good stuff to talk about. Now, first, um, I want to get into a little bit of hot topics. I want to get your uh, advice, Picasso, because, okay. you know, hip-hop has changed a lot since the time that you actually, you know, started yeah. in it. And uh, one of the things that's uh, all over the Internet right now is um, Bruno Mars. Um, now, a lot of people are accusing him of cultural appropriation. I hope I'm saying that right. Appropriation. Appropriation. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm glad I have college-educated people <laughs> around me to correct me. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure you're doing But, you know, now, now, and basically what that is, for those of you that don't know, is that um, they're saying that, I guess you would call it a culture vulture, somebody that would would take from vultures. the culture. By the way, I got a song called Culture Vultures. Do you? Yeah, it's on, it's on uh, YouTube. But yeah, I think that's what they call him, uh, Bruno Mars. Honestly, I'm not really into Bruno Mars enough to call him that because I like to be respectful for what I say about mm -hmm, people. Mm -hmm. So to call him a culture vulture, I would have to study him enough just to say that. His music really don't do nothing for me. I like his vibe. It's real friendly, but yeah. I don't want to just call him a culture vulture until I study him. Now there are culture vultures, but I don't know if he's one. Maybe he just maybe he's just doing something like that's soulful that all the uh, people of African, all the African Americans and Caucasians and Hispanics are getting into. Well, Uncle Charlie had some words to say about mm -hmm. uh, Bruno Mars, Charlie Wilson. Okay. You know our uncle Charlie Wilson. Uh, now he sent some words of encouragement to Bruno, saying that Bruno is cut from the same cloth as myself and many others who work extremely hard on their craft. Also, producer Ninth Wonder, who I'm yeah. sure you you know very well, um, said that uh, he had, you know, words saying for people who felt that Bruno Mars was a culture vulture. He said, how many of us black folk have seen people from different backgrounds growing up surrounded by black culture and being heavily influenced? How many John B's were at your high school? How many Tina Marie's did you see in the 80s? And I, I like that point because yeah. now we're at a point in hip hop where, you know, we're 30, 35 years in. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, people that have grown up for hip with yeah. hip hop, not necessarily black people, but of course, you know, people of all nationalities yeah. that have grown up in hip hop and feel a connection to it. Yeah, you're right, man. Because like I said, hip hop, it, it all started in New York. We got to keep it real. You got like the Latin Kings. You got like crazy legs of the, you know, the, uh, the New York City breakers. They were Latin. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You've got, like, uh, uh, DJ Tony Touch. They, it's part of it. So for me to sit here and call him a culture vulture because he's doing mu African-American music, I think that'd be... When I, when I was young and uneducated, I was real loose and, and just real disrespectful and just say whatever comes to my mind. Now mm -hmm. that I'm older, I'm, I'm real careful about what I put on this mic device. So for me to call him a culture vulture, I don't know if I'd say that. i seen a video he did with Cardi B. To me, it just looked like they were just having fun. They were bringing mm -hmm. back a whole lot of nostalgic moments wearing cross colors. I don't see nothing wrong with that. His music is just fun. I think sometimes, and I understand we like our black pride, but sometimes we can be too serious with it. Oh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I love my people, but sometimes it's nothing wrong. Now, I can see if he was talking about you know lynching people and hanging across trees and stuff like that, but Bruno Mars wearing cross colors in the video, that, honestly, I'm just being real, that don't affect me. 
Or even if he was disrespecting the culture, was, you yeah. know what I mean, by redoing something and it was trash, you know. Yeah. I think he's, especially now for the younger people that do not go back and yeah. listen to the music, they don't go back and listen to the music from the 70s, 80s, yeah. you know, sometimes even the 90s, and they may not know some of this music. And I think that Bruno Mars is just bringing it back for a new generation to hear. You know, he says he was influenced uh, by people like uh, uh, Terry Lewis and Jimmy yeah. Jam. Uh, of course, that whole, uh, uh, what is it, the the funk era. The that, funk, that, Parliament. That, that kind of funk era. And also the um, the the New Jack Swing era is, really, re- is really what he, he is... Um, uh, He's influenced. He was very heavily influenced from that. And you got to think about it. Bruno Mars is what? He's probably like, what, 28, 30. something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, he grew up in, oh, my gosh, he probably grew up in the 90s. You know what's crazy that you say that? That's some uh, I, that's some Latin groups that I used to listen to as a kid, like Menudo. Right. Da, 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 the Jets. The Watermelon. Da, 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 eggplant. I used to, I'm hungry for mochi, I'm hungry. I used to listen to that every day when I was a kid. Remember that? Come on. Yeah. Right, right. That Menudo used to come on after, in between the cartoons on ABC on Saturday morning. Yes, I, used, I remember and that. And I'm straight hip-hop and subterranean hip-hop as it get, but I used to like Menudo. And I'm not just saying that. I don't I don't need no pat on the back. So I like some of their stuff. So I just can't say he's a, a culture vulture or nothing like that just because he's just doing a black sound. He, I'm sure he's paying homage. I don't really pay attention to Bruno Mars, but I'm sure he's paying homage, like the names you just dropped off. Mm-hmm. Well, long as you say that, that means you paying you paying homage to the people uh, that laid down the format. So it's not like he's saying he concocted those ideas. He's giving love to like Charlie Wilson, Ninth Wonder. Mm-hmm. Ninth Wonder is a gatekeeper of hip hop. Absolutely, he's a, he's a spokesperson. He's teaching at colleges. So I think for them guys to think, you know, I, I think I think he got a lot of love. I don't think he was, I don't think there was no malicious intent with the words or whatever he, whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think y'all should just step off Bruno, you know what I'm saying, let him do his thing, you know, and, and enjoy his music, you yeah. know, because I, I think that there's a lot of people that are now coming into hip-hop that have been uh, influenced of all races. Um, you know, there's a lot of other people that we could call culture vultures, but I don't think Bruno Mars is one <laughs> of them, okay? Um, now... Also uh, making headlines uh, this week is Lil Wayne and Birdman. Now, there's been an ongoing feud between these two uh, behind money that Wayne says that he is owed, uh, which is probably true. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and then also Birdman is holding out on Carter 5, but the two saw each other at Live in Miami over the weekend, and uh, they actually embraced, which is a good sign. Yeah. You know that things are are starting to turn around. To turn around now, um, he was Little Wayne. Obviously, was probably there to support his good friend Two Chains, who was uh, performing on stage that night. And uh, also in the building was Solange and J- Jason Derulo. And then anywhere Solange is, there's love. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure her energy was vibing throughout the room, and so that probably prompted Little Wayne and Birdman to embrace. Uh, but do you think that Little Wayne and Birdman will that will ever make music again? What you think? I don't. I don't know if they'll ever make music again. But I've been in a room with people that I thought I hated. See that word hate and anger is different when you got a heart. When you when you when you dealing with the heart. Sometimes I've been in a room with a person that I thought I hated. 
but that natural kindness in me, it makes it so awkward not to speak. Uh -huh. So maybe they're just in the same room. You know how hard, like you see one of your friends you fell out with in 1999, uh -huh. she walking here right now. You know how, how awkward it'd be to not speak. So for them to know the, for them to know each other that period of time and to be right in the same circumference of one another, not speak, they would have to just be polite. I've done it. I've uh -huh. done it in the past few months around here. Really? I seen a guy wasn't cool when I seen him. Like I took that deep breath in. Like uh -huh. should I speak? Should I be a jerk? I'm a little older now. Uh -huh. Let me be polite. Maybe they were just being polite or cordial. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it kind of looked like that's what it was because obviously, like you said, you can't walk past somebody that you grew up with or somebody that um, raised you because yeah. Baby did raise little Wayne since the time he was 14 years old. Yeah. So he also looks at Birdman as father. And um, so to see him and not speak would have definitely been awkward. It had been very awkward. Like mm -hmm. I said, I've, I've, I've told myself before a different uh, scenario, man, I'll see them, I ain't never talking to them again. And then it's a different thing when you run into that particular person. You know how I am. Everybody has been in that. You, you're not a grown-up or you're not a human if you not ran into somebody that you're trying to ignore and y'all in this awkward situation. Right. So I'm, I'm sure they probably just did it because they, they got so much history. They've toured the world. They got record deals. They've made a lot of – they broke, broke bread together. So it's kind of hard to sit right next to each other and ignore unless you got some deeply-seated issues. Yeah. Now, I don't know what Lil Wayne have with Baby. Maybe they got some deeply-rooted deeply, deeply rooted issues. That's that embedded. nobody knows about, right? Yeah. Nobody knows. No telling what Birdman has did to Lil Wayne and what Lil Wayne has done to him. I've heard Lil Wayne say disrespectful things to Birdman. Absolutely. So, But it has to be a reason why. But still, just because you say disrespectful things don't don't mean it's that easy to be in a room and not speak. That right. stuff is like easy. Unless you just got a demonic heart, it's hard to do that. I've tried it before. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I don't like to kiss butt, but I've been in a room like, man, I don't, really don't rock with this dude, man. I, either I want to leave. But eventually, you got to say something or you give, give eye contact or yeah, something. Yeah, because your flight or uh, fight instincts start yeah. kicking in, right? It's a weird situation. Mm -hmm. Now, if nobody ain't killed your mama or, or raped your daughter or sister, I think so, most of that stuff can be talked on. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, man, and me, including myself, right. sometimes in hip-hop, man, we just hold unnecessary grudges. I think that's why a lot of African-American men or, or people in the hip-hop culture are dying early. We stressed out. Over small, minute things, mm -hmm. over petty, and I've done it. I'm like, I ain't talking to them no more. Most people in rap, we dying over, we dying and losing friendships over beats, yeah. over eight bar loops, over yeah. instrumentals, over t-shirt jackets, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. all stuff that we can't take with us when we go. Yeah, we can't take this stuff to the grave. So if if a person ain't killed your mama or raped somebody, some of that stuff you can just sometimes just a good conversation or just one on one in a room with you and, and put your hands up. Yeah. It's just to solve all that. You ain't got to be no gunplay. So big up to Baby and Lil Wayne. I'm glad they're talking it out. Because that takes a lot for all that stuff they said about oh, one another. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was that, a lot. Men have egos. Ooh. It takes a whole lot to let your egos go. What's up, Lil? I'm sure both of them, they'll, they'll never admit it. I'm sure both of them heart skipped the beat when they seen each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, oh yeah. wow. The baby, the Lil Wayne, I'm, I bet you both of them did it. Because like I said, I've done it. And I only speak from experience. Well, I really hope that that's the case with Craig Mack and Puffy. Uh, Craig Mack uh, obviously passed away. He was uh, 46 years old. He passed away of heart failure. Now, um, he was the first artist on Bad Boy, and uh, he's most famously known for the song Flavor in Your Ear. Here comes the brand new Flavor in Your Ear. <laughs> Remember it was a Sprite commercial? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a huge song. 
And, uh, you know, but ultimately they kind of fell out because of Puffy's interest in his new artist, which was Biggie. Yeah, Biggie. And then the follow-up projects that happened after Flavor in Your Ear actually didn't do too well. Yeah. And uh, there, there probably was some shifting of blame uh, during that time. But I hope those guys got a chance to to hug it out or at least come to a mutual understanding before this untimely death. Now, this subject here you, you speak on, it touches me because... The reason why and I'm, the reason why I say that because back in the uh, back in the days I had a magazine called Starvin and this oh. is all actual truth. We interviewed Notorious B.I.G. Our magazine interviewed Notorious B.I.G. and Craig Mack, and they they had their demos in a Big Mac box. It's called a Big Mac. I thought they were so avant garde, like clever. the the Big Mac from, from McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay, it's called a Big Mac. They had it in there. And when I seen and when when they when we came back, they said they're gonna interview us. They came back. I said I looked at the videotape. I like Notorious B.I.G. had a negative energy towards uh, Craig Mack. I could see it. Really? He had a real neck. You can tell he's kind of uh, I don't know a, a, a certain vibe. So when I watched that, but when I put it out, they weren't even iconic yet. Him on Notorious B.I.G. We put it on the front cover, and anybody think I can I can I'm gonna post those magazine covers. Please do. When I posted the magazine, we we posted that stuff. Let's put them. We were looking for somebody to put on the front cover. Let's put Notorious B.I.G. and Craig Mack on the front cover of our Starving magazine. We was a rap mm. group with a magazine out of Dallas, and we put them on the magazine cover, not knowing that B.I.G. and Craig Mack would be icons. We put it, so we put the stuff on there. Now I look at it later, I'm like, wow, wow, that's Notorious B.I.G. and, and Craig Mack. And uh, if, you, if you look on my Instagram page, I put a snippet up on my Instagram page today. It's on there right now. Okay. Of, uh, so what was that conversation like? What was the dynamic the, like whenever you sat and talked so, with them? You know what's crazy? That day, I didn't even show up. I sent my homeboys. My homeboy, Aziz and James from Starving Art. I said, man, I ain't going to go. I got to do something else. Mm -hmm. and they, they, and they, when I got home, I looked at the tapes. So the whole conversation was filmed, and we wrote it out. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at the tapes. I'm the one that put the tape up you see now. on. That's me. I uploaded that. And I, okay. I, I figured a lot of people jump on it, so I put this little insignia on there. Okay. Cause I don't want nobody to take it. There's more to it. When I looked at it, I like we need somebody for the front cover. Mind you, this is Biggie, but I didn't know who Biggie was at that particular juncture. None of us did. James, okay. Aziz, and Swiss went there. I didn't even show up. I had something to do, and I didn't show up that day. Mm -hmm. But when they sent me the tape, I was doing the edit. I'm like, so I'm just say put these guys on the front cover of our magazine. We put them both on there. Notorious B.I.G. had on a Ku Klux Klan T-shirt that day. Wow. He wow. Was a, he was militant back then, and, and Craig Mack was real talkative and real friendly and speaking about how he started with Sleeping Bag Records and uh, Parrish Smith of EPMD. It's on my Instagram page. And, and a couple of years ago, I was just looking through some old boxes. I'm like, wow, I found a Super H tape, and I put it on Instagram. I mean, I put it on YouTube because I was part of the history. I wanted people to know that the starving artists, we were interviewing people like Outkast, Andre. I remember me freestyle with Andre 3000 at BMG. Right down the street, wow. BMG office right down the street. But they weren't, big boy, they weren't icons yet. Notorious mm -hmm. B.I.G. I'm going to be on the bus with Bone Thugs and Harmony. So when I see, when I heard that Craig Mack died, a part of my soul died with it. I'm not just saying that. Because mm -hmm. Craig Mack, he kind, he's a real vanguard, and you listen to the way he flows. It flows is real obtuse. I don't, and I, I know this word is thrown out a lot, but I don't think people understand Craig Mack's genius, the way he's, the way he split his bars, his vernacular, the way, here comes the flan noob. He just break it down where the bars are not, 
if, if you break if you if you break down the mathematics of bars, bars are one, two, three, four, five, six, mm -hmm. seven, eight, one, two. Most of them going to loop. He's breaking down bars within bars within the eight bar parameter. Mm. So Craig Mack is a genius. Whether and I'm not just saying that. And 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 his vocal projection, vocal intonation, the way here comes the brand new flavor in yeah. yeah. He can make his voice project. Yeah. Coming from the diaphragm. So I don't think hip hop realized right now what Craig Mack was and what he will be. Mm -hmm. But I, I I wish I wish people in hip hop would love I wish people in hip hop would love our pioneers while they were living. Yeah. I wish they would love so I, I know I'm all over the place, but we interviewed our, our magazine starring interviewed Notorious B.I.G. and Craig Mack in 94. Wow. At BMG, right down the street off Skillman and Ardelia. That's where they offer used to be. I think it was Billy Bowles, Vanessa Barrio. Shout out to Billy Bowles. Uh, Valisa, Creighton. Mm -hmm. They the one hooked that all of us. Wow. But they don't re we, we interviewed them. They had just came out. We didn't know they were going to be icons. And see, that's a lot of things that people don't know is that here in Dallas, there was actually... Yeah. Uh, we had the music business yeah. here. We had offices for all the major labels that were actually here. Yep. Um, so when people came into town, there was, you know, uh, it was an influx of, uh, of 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 access to them. Everybody, Chris Ayers, I, I remember sitting in the room. Do Chris Ayers sit in the room with AZ? Mm. Chris at Greg Street. I remember me and Greg Street interviewing Nas and I came, me and Dysfunctional in Atlanta. He said, "No, man, they go first. But that was Nas, mm. Greg Street. And so, so you write about DFW, and, and, and DFW is such a an important conduit for the hip hop scene. They don't know about Outkast coming through and Goody Mob and B.I.G. and and, and uh, T.L.C. and uh, Left Eye. I remember meeting Left Eye before she died. Mm -hmm. All Left Eye, my God. But now we didn't have all this inform all this stuff that we have now, like the internet, to document a lot of that stuff. So it's not a lot of footage, but. Don't make make no mistake about Dallas impact not only on our scene but on a major scale. Notorious B.I.G. is probably one of the dopest rappers ever. He came through this city when he was a nobody to get his name out, right. and he put on our, on our he put his name on our magazine. It's on my like I said, it's on my Instagram. Sometimes yeah, we're gonna be, make sure that you get the Instagram so y'all can follow Picasso and see all of this great stuff. Now I do want to get into uh, a little bit um, here in a moment about. Dallas's position then versus Dallas Dallas's position now. We're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Um, but one more uh, little tidbit. Uh, I do want to uh, send. I do want to send some some thoughts and prayers to Trey Songs. Okay, well, I'm Trey Songs. Trey Songs. Uh, you know, I've met Trey Trey many times and. He's always been a good, you know, a good dude, you know, around me. But he's in a little bit of hot water as uh, there's a woman that's actually accusing him of punching her so hard that she got a concussion. Wow. Now, this happened during the NBA All-Star Games uh, a few weeks back. And uh, Andrea Bura is her name. Okay. Now, she has teamed up with high-profile attorney Lisa Bloom. If you know that name, she was also the attorney that uh, represented Black China, was also the attorney, um, I think, that represented. She's basically representing any I've woman that has a claim against a hip hop, a uh, man in hip hop. <laughs> and uh, she gave a tearful account this morning during a press conference saying that she attended a party with Trey Songs um, and that he beat her to the point of a concussion. 
and threw both of her phones off of a cliff so that she couldn't leave in an Uber. Now, Bureau's lawyer, Lisa Bloom, says that Trey has hired a private investigator who is harassing Bureau's family, and she wants that to stop. Now, Trey Songz's lawyer, Sean Holly, has said there were witnesses who dispute Bureau's claims, and Bureau has since filed a restraining order against Trey, and according to Lisa Bloom, a civil lawsuit could be next. I hate to hear stories about this because it's always a he said, she said thing. And it's almost always not fair. So I always take a look at these stories and I kind of just draw back from them because there's there's always a motive and agenda on both parties' side. So I just want to send our prayers, getting the game wants to send our prayers and thoughts to Trey Songz. Hopefully this will be worked out. And, you know, he won't go to jail. And I hope the the young lady, though, also, um, you know, is okay. Because we just don't know what's going, what, what actually happened. I'm going to say this. As far as, like, entertainment, entertainers are concerned, and this is no disrespect to, the, to women, but male entertainers, you have to be extremely careful when you're around females, especially when you have that amount of money Mm -hmm. you have to be extremely careful that's no diss to females i say females around men you have to be respectful uh careful too because you got even though i know we got them with the me too moment the movement they got the me too movement and a lot lot of people it's real particular you can do you can just look at a woman like this wrong and that can be considered as sexual harassment or sexual violence you sexually violated and all the all the all the little things is getting so cross and misconstrued. So when you got that level of money like Trey Song, if you get into any kind of little myth or you get in some weird situation with a woman, I say the best thing to do is just walk away. You, you got to look at all the people that's at stake. Mm-hmm. When you Trey Songs or somebody to Jay-Z to that level, you feeding a lot of people. So is it worth it because you want to prove your manhood to argue with some random female at a concert? Mm-hmm. I, I've been, a, I've lost my, my temper with a woman, but sometimes you got to go. Just think of all this Woosa, estate. Yeah. You got to think about that. Well, let me ask you, because women um, are obviously uh, a part of hip-hop, an yeah. intricate part of hip-hop, yeah. whether it be from the video girls uh, yeah. to, of course, you know, women in hip-hop artists and such, the PR people. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's women that, have, that are all through hip-hop. Do you think that kind of the movement of the Me Too movement and, and, and now this new... Uh, for lack of a better term, feminine, uh, f- you know, feminism yeah, move- yeah. movement as is what it looks like. Do you think that that's going to have a, a impact on hip hop and the way hip hop does business? I think it is because a lot of uh, you know, there, there's some women that's valid. They 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 well, women are getting tired of getting mistreated by men, and I understand that. But I think it, uh, the ramifications it's making things so. Touche and everybody walking on eggshells that a lot of guys don't even want to deal with women. I seen uh what's the name the uh, Caucasian host, uh Gary not Gary Shannon. Um, I can't think his name. Jay Leno, whatever. Some some girl went up to hug him. He's like, oh, get away, Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, seen that? Mm-hmm. He said, just stay away. Yeah. Fifty Cent, oh, get away from me. Now yeah. it's it's making everybody so awkward. You can't even give a hug because you like if I hug this woman. I might have a lawsuit in my mail three months from now. So I I I. I I respect the Me Too movement. I have a daughter, of course. I have a daughter, but I don't think the women should abuse it. If you, if it's valid, do it. So you, we don't have to be because some with the, the Me Too movement, you can destroy your whole life as men in a yeah. matter of seconds. Like Bill Cosby. Yeah. You see where his life is gone. I don't yeah. know if everything's true, but 
you cannot be that naive to believe every woman by, with Bill Cosby is telling the truth. Mm -hmm. There has to be a few of them just doing it for mana, you know, some monetary, monetary gain. gain. Yeah, yeah. So and, if, just be careful. And then at the end of the day, too, I think that women that are, you know, falsely accusing this, these men need to be prosecuted. I think yeah. it needs to go both ways. Yeah. There needs to be a message sent to women that you can't just say that this person did something to you when it didn't actually happen. Um, so, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, is a a double edged, it is a double-edged sword. I'll, I'll go this to be fair. I'll say even with women in the, in the hip-hop game, don't exploit yourself. If, you, if you're doing something musically and, and somebody wants you in the studio, stick to the business mm -hmm. because you can exploit yourself. And, you're, and once, you, once you give up your... Um, have intercourse for somebody in the studio. Your album is never coming out. Right. So if women know your know your uh, know your uh, worth, don't just exploit yourself thinking that opening your legs is gonna get you to that next level in the music. And it might, but you but you've already tainted your name. And as a woman, it's different from men when it comes to that level. A man that seems like yo, he, yeah, he can brag, yeah. but a woman, you've already made yourself come off as loose or. I don't want to call them a whore, but that's what they call them. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It, it, I mean, <laughs> the, do, the double standard does preside. It does. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, I have a I have a daughter, too, and we recently, <laughs> this is so, you know, left field a little bit, but we were recently, recently talking about just kind of like double standards. Like, she didn't understand why I would, you know, kind of go go in her direction when it came to, like, cleaning the house. Yeah. You know, and I was like, well, look, you know, you're a woman. You need to learn how to take care of a house because yeah. one day, whether you have a family or not, you're going to have a house of your own and you need to know how to take care of it. Yeah. And she didn't understand why my son didn't get the same, you know, di didn't didn't kind of get the same uh, talk. Yeah. I and I could, it, it, it was hard to explain, but I was like, look. This is just the way it is. <laughs> yeah, you're right, and a, a lot. And some people may think that that process is a is a antiquated thought process. Mm -hmm. But most women, me, what I like, what I what I admire in a woman is a woman that has that strength, but that gentleness. You don't want a woman out there shooting. Who, I mean, shooting. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock you in your mouth. I think women need to be. I see a lot of women on, online. They 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 being extremely aggressive. I don't know if it's the pro the uh, prosalax they putting in his chicken and his food is making them extremely aggressive and mean spirited. But I think if women go back to being women again and being strong, being strong don't mean you have to. Uh, uh, you don't have to we, uh, be weak to not to, to not to appear like you're not strong. Like mm -hmm. just be. Be strong, but in your way, in a womanly way. There's nothing more beautiful than a woman that walks with elegance, that speaks with elegance. I've seen women in the store, they cussing like sailor. Hey, nigga, kiss my ass. That's yeah. not even sexy. So that's what cook, clean. It sounds real chauvinistic coming out of my mouth, but it's a, like my grandmama, my mom used to do. They cook, they clean, and it make you, and the man go out there, cut the yard, protect the house. A man is like the lion and you watch Mutual of Omaha, we, we protect us. Yeah. Like I'm watching my woman but I'm watching my periphery. I'm making sure ain't nothing, ain't nothing happening to her. Men and women need to know their roles. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, it's really interesting that you say that because now with Beyonce and Jay-Z announcing they're on the run tour too. Yeah. They're on the run tour. The second one. <laughs> there, There's actually people that are saying well, we want Beyonce to come, but we don't want Jay-Z to come. And this all stems, of course, from uh, the, the cheating that went on that we all know that happened now. 
And, uh, you know, there's women out there that are saying, you know, why is she bringing him along? Is it because she can't leave him alone at home for five minutes because she's afraid he's going to cheat? And that's why he's tagging along. But I love the way Beyonce has positioned um, this right now. You know, when she dropped uh, the visual for her and Jay-Z's on the run tour two, there is a visual of her embracing Jay-Z and I think the song is um uh it's it's a what I love what is it I love you what is the song I don't know have you seen it yet but it's basically the cheating stuff they went through it's basically a song as they're announcing this new tour it's basically a song saying you know what I still love my man Def can I say something real quick speaking on Beyonce and Jay-Z because my daughter's a big Beyonce fan but if women, let me tell y'all something, women, speaking on Beyonce, all you women that's not to the financial level or mental level of Beyonce, be careful before you go quit your man thinking you living up to song, the stuff you heard in her records. Because Beyonce put them records out. I'm, hey, my name, say my name. I don't, want, I don't want no man in the front seat, whatever. No bills, paying you pay my bill. But they going back home to their man at night, and you left your man because you listened to your homegirl. It's hard to find good love. So I say, I applaud. Beyonce to forgive Jay-Z because forgiveness is I don't think a man could forgive a woman for cheating but I think a woman can so all you women out there that are listening to these women they got these records and I leave your man trust me most of them is coming back home to their man well, and, and they forgiving them and while y'all leaving yours crazy. following what they saying and it's crazy because if you listen to the album Lemonade she goes through her periods right after the cheating scandal she goes through her periods where she's angry and she's sad and she is in a space where she doesn't really know what she wants to do she doesn't know whether she wants to dissolve the marriage or she wants to work on it then at the end nobody listens i guess to the end of the damn album because at the end of the the album she says i love him basically the the song is i I love him we're gonna work it out we're gonna figure it out i I love that like like i said before Love is not, people don't love the way they're supposed to love no more, including myself. Everybody just, I've seen people get married, and they be married like January, and by March, they already throwing in a towel. Mm. Love, man, I've never been married before, but I do, I'm smart, I'm a, I'm a man that's seen some things. These eyes have seen things, and I do know what I see right now. People not loving like they need to love no more. Everybody fall out of love. Love is too convenient for everybody. Mm. Everybody can just get a DM and they fall in love. And I've I've been with a woman and left a woman for another woman that I thought was better and realized, man, I should have stayed with the woman I was with. Mm. I've done that. I'm I'm a pretty brutally honest guy. Like, God, I I misconstrued her energy as bad love. That was love. It it was just a language of love that I didn't understand. So, Beyonce, you think, what's the chance you think of her finding another Jay-Z? What's what you think you a chance of finding a man's exactly. sticking up with if, kids? If, hypothetically, if Beyonce left Jay Z, who is she gonna be with? Me? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking, Jay Z. I don't know. You don't know. I'm just. I'm just clowning. But you. But, like, but I, like, really? I can't. I can't do nothing for her and, financially. And, and, and who is Jay? I mean, you could name a lot of pretty women, but who is going to have that backbone that Beyonce had? Hey man, I say fight for love. Fighting for love don't mean you have to be stupid. Like I said, you don't. It's, I think sometimes people we we getting too woke. We getting we we're getting too powerful. 
and we and we missing out on the love. Everybody, I I dated a woman one time like you know what you too woke for me. You so woke, you so woke <laughs> that you turning me off. I want to see your soft side. Yeah, like, love. Let's hold hands. Let's, you got to be powerful. You, I'm not gonna hurt you. I think and and black men, we running. Black. Well, because b- there's a lot of black men that don't have the patience. They don't have the patience. Don't have the patience to go through the to 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 go in and tear down the layers of that woman. Yes. To tear down the layers <laughs> of that woman and say, you know what? Let me let me pull back this layer and 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 it's a lot of convincing, right? That has to go on between the man and the woman. Yeah. You know, more so on the man's part where he has to convince her that he's there for her. I went through that in my uh, relationship. I've been married for um what? 15 years. Congratulations. Thank you so much. But there was a lot of going, peeling back the layers and trusting one another. Yeah, oh my man. God, you know what's huge. crazy? A lot of men, we hurt in the side. A lot of men are real stoic and morose and don't want to show our feelings. Sometimes we need a woman to understand us. I've had women, if they'd have just understood me, they don't even know the immense love I would have bestowed upon them. Mm. If they just would have understood me. But they thinking I'm like the next guy, so they already in defense mode. That's what I'm saying. So I applaud Jay-Z and Beyonce. Everybody, why she didn't leave him? That's a man. You should, and I think other women should follow suit. And other it men should e- follow it's suit. It's too easy to leave. It's too easy to leave. Right? I did it. I, yeah. I woke up one day, man, I don't want her no more. I'm finna go. But when you when you get start getting older, them options start narrowing. <laughs> you know, you start, when you're young, in your 20s, 19, you got options. Yeah. You can just jump like that. But when you get older, you can't connect with everybody. I done, been in, I done jumped in a relationship like after about a week, like, I don't even like her touch. Mm. I'm serious. I don't Damn. like the way she even touched my, my, I don't even like her Damn. hand on my skin. She, she, I don't even like the way she stink. <laughs> now she that's gotta, bad. Yeah, that's no, bad. Now whenever you love, you've been with somebody and you don't even like the way they stink anymore. When you love, you when you love a person, you love they stink. You love they funk. You yeah. love you. That's love. People think love is some um, Idris Elba riding on a horse with his eyes all squinted. <laughs> it's, it's bigger than that. Right. It ain't no Harlequin romance. You know they. Um, people got love misconstrued of what it really is. It's gonna be real sexy with just real eyes like this and drinking a beer with the moonlight as it. As it as it glistens off the sun, you know. <laughs> it's not how love works. Right. Love, you're gonna catch all that badness. You're gonna catch you go once you with somebody, you start you can't tell a lie no more because we're all transparent. Mm-hmm. We we all clair it's not like we we clairvoyant. You can see straight through us. Cause once you get in love, you go, I know where my girl is. Yeah. I know where my man is, no matter what he tells me. Energy don't lie. And another thing too is you gotta learn how to love the flaws. I like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Love the flaws because there's some things that, yeah, it's a flaw, but you can you can deal with, and it's okay. It's not the <laughs> end of the day, right? You're gonna you're and 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 the bigger objective is that you know, hey, we can we we can deal with the flaws, and uh, you know the grass might be greener on the other side, but somebody else's flaws may be even oh more detrimental God. to you. I've I've left a woman like was bad. For a woman, it's worse. I've done it. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being brutally honest. They probably say, "Who?" I'm, I'll never say no names. Right. But I've left the woman. Protect that, the innocent. I've left the woman that was bad for a woman that was worse. Like, okay, this is Carrie, but this is the girl from Exorcist. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> right. just doing telekinesis. Exorcist making her head turn around and walking all backwards or whatever. And then you get to look Exodus from the woman off the grudge. It just gets worse oh, and worse. Oh Lord, Lord. So, yeah, that's pretty bad. And I'm right sure there. women have left me and did the same thing. What's up, Kimbo? Red Rum Records? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just Ooh, seen it across yeah. the screen. 
Shout out to Kimbo. And uh, DJ Rodney. I just jumped the subject. <laughs> no problem. No problem. We do want to shout out to our MVPs that are joining us live on Facebook right now. You can uh, join on uh, my personal page, which is Kiki J. Jones. Or uh, make sure you like our page. It's getting the game. G-E-T-N-T-H-A game. Uh, we're live right now with... Uh, the Dallas Renaissance man. We've named him that tonight. I like that, man. Uh, because he knows everything about Dallas hip-hop. And and not only that, I mean, you you know a lot about the business of hip-hop as yes. well. Um, like we said earlier, uh, you started off with a group called Dysfunctional. I started off before that, but okay. that's, that's like professionally. I had house rockers. When I knew Nanette Lee, I was just me. Mm -hmm. I didn't even have a nickname when I knew her. She stayed across the street from me when I lived by Beckley St. Jim. Mm. Nanette Lee. That's how she remembered me years later. Yeah. I, so back then, I was just a regular student of the game. And I and I, I want all the younger generation of DFW. you got to remember the younger generation. I want them to study the Dr. Rocks, the right. Earthquakes, the U-Shades, rest in peace, mm. to know by Snake, Big Al, Casanova Rock, and Nemesis, and Azim. They were some of the first people to have a major record deal with Profile Records. When I was younger, I studied all those cats. They older than me, but I studied them. Yeah. I analyzed. I, I analyzed and studied left, right, shoe MCs out of Fort Worth. I studied like uh, all the people that, that that did anything in the music, and we didn't even have the information superhighway like y'all got now. We had to read that stuff. Yeah, I went to KNON 89.3 and learned about Nippy Jones, DJ Man. DJ Curly, you know, Throw Down Sam. These people that these people are like we have our own red alerts. We have our own Chuck D's. I mean Chuck D's and our own. Uh, Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five right here in Dallas. Take me back. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back to early Dallas hip-hop. And this would be uh, probably uh, when Azeem and them had Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis. Uh, in that era. What was it like in Dallas at that time? You know what's crazy? When it was like at that time, man, it was like kind of, it's not so much different than the way it is now, but everything was done through flyers. Man, back when back when Azeem was doing it, man, it was such a beautiful experience. My first time seeing Nemesis, I was at the Park South YMCA in South Dallas, and I seen them up there. And they had on profile record jackets. Damn, I like that was so dope to me. That was the, yeah. the record label jacket back then was just the equivalent of getting a record label chain. Now mm -hmm, you got a profile mm -hmm. record jacket. So Nemesis, man, Ron C, to see them. I don't think they even realized how they influenced me. Even though my style is way different than theirs, they influenced me. That style back then was just so natural. It's a guy named Rappin' Nookie. A lot of people don't know about him. I seen that dude freestyle in Keith's Park with Doc, DJ Dr. Funk named Rappin' Nookie. He the one who told me to convince me to say your name. He's one of the first people that died. I seen died, not seen, but that died in the DFW scene before he even got a chance to get written about his name, Rappin' Nookie. He mm. said, I'm Rappin' Nookie. I'm Rappin' Nookie. He was doing DJ... Dr. Funk at the Senior Skip Day at Keys Park. Mm. I remember seeing Dr. Rock do a four turntable mega mix for the socks at Saint at uh, Fair Park. When that's when the K104 van was big and gigantic and red. Yeah. So them moments, them moments were like that was like you know the Roxy in New York and you see B Street. We had our own here in Dallas. So when I was younger, I just started taking a liking to that. I remember when Ushay was be DJing at the uh, the skating rink and Dr. Rock doing it at Shamrock. I'm a little kid. I remember DOC when he was Doc Trey. Mm. With the feel of fresh crew, I remember one. So that's what I'm saying. We had our own. Mom. I remember the first time I seen DOC sitting on by Redbird Mall by the International House, International House of Pancakes. He was sitting in the overcoat, just standing by. I think about Corvette with his hands like that. I'm at the light of, by, of Camp Wisdom. Yeah. I'm just like that's Doc. 
That's Doc. Doc made me. Now, re- now, now, was had Doc already went to Dre? I don't at this know. Time? He had to because I knew who he, I knew who he was when he was Doc Trey with Feel a Fresh Crew. But I seen him I'm like wow. And when I when I heard Doc's album, and I heard the album that I was doing, I was doing on a Tascam. That's what we used to record on four track. I like how did he get his stuff to sound so good like that? Mm-hmm. I remember seeing Doc up in there with in Sam Rock Skate Room with Doctor Rock, and I heard him and I seen this video on Rap City. That it's getting funky, it's getting funky, funky. I like this dude. How did he get his album to sound that good? See, there's moments in Dallas history. I just have to. You get to have a devout love for it. You got to. Uh, you, you don't have to, but I would advise even the younger cats like the Go Yales, Yellow Beezies. I studied them too. Mm-hmm. So, but that, with that being said, there's so many people that that did so much for this scene. But you just have to have. You got to have a love for it. You got to have the kind of love when you talk for it. You got to shake and get goosebumps about this scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all of them. I love Cottonmouth. I don't know if y'all know Cottonmouth. Oh, yeah. Cottonmouth yeah. is a legend around here. Yeah. Cottonmouth Jays used to be Rally Boys. Mm-hmm. Southern. We put Cottonmouth them on the front cover of our Starving Magazine on one of the issues. Back yeah. in the day, Cottonmouth, Cottonmouth Jesse, Jesse yeah. Jess, that's what he used to be yeah. called. Mm-hmm. Cottonmouth is a legend. When I see Cottonmouth, that's cotton. But some people, they so worried about they riding somebody's nuts or whatever. Not to, I don't want to be both profane or vulgar on your show. That's okay. But, you can cuss on here. Okay. I don't know if we could. <laughs> but if everybody's so worried about riding nuts, everybody's too afraid to give homage. Like even Kimbo that's on there. That's mm-hmm. on your thing. Kimbo's part of Red Rum Records, Goo Goo. Yeah. We were some of the first guys to do a major movie out of Dallas. Red Rum Records. We had a movie called Thugs. I can remember driving down, and 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 I was young. I was probably about, uh, yeah, I was. Well, I had to be like eighteen. Yeah. Um, because I was driving, but I can remember the first time uh, I came to Dallas because I lived in Fort Worth. Okay. And so, uh, I we would come to Dallas to come party. Okay. Yeah. You know, because that that's that's the only place you can go. You can go to Dallas and go hit the, hit the clubs and stuff. But I remember on 35, I remember the billboard. It was right there by the milk factory, yep. Shep's. Cabal. Was it Shep's? Yeah, Shep's, right there on the side, right? Right there on the side. Downtown. There was a billboard that said Red Rum Records. Yeah, man, Red Rum Records. We had a, a distribution deal through uh, Street Pride, Private Eye Universal. Yeah, dark buses mm-hmm. too. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people forgot about Red. I was part of Red Run because Google put me on there. I was on Google for a single. We had a distribution deal through Street Pride, Private Eye, Universal, and Mercury Records back in the 90s. Google took me on tour with him because I just rapped with Google and we took me on tour. And, we, and everybody was going through Midwest with Kim Bahari. That's to be the, the major distribution in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And Oak Cliff Assassin, it's just so much I could tell y'all. Oak Cliff Assassin was one of the, one of the, most important underground people. He taught me retail. So that's how I started learning retail. I started learning the history. I started studying everybody. Even if you don't like me, I study you. Even the new generation, I study right. them now. So Red Rum, we was doing so much thing. We had Cabal, Goo Goo, D-Style, rest in peace. D-Style just passed away. Anthony uh-huh. Attitude, Washington, Kimbo, Jalo. Red Rum was a very pivotal part. And then we start, uh, my homegirl named Cookie, she the one that got a connection with the dart. And we start running ads on the side of dart buses. Man, there wasn't nobody doing that back then. Right. Grifter was doing big things, too. Got to get oh, us yeah. to Grifter. Seat Shout Pone. out to Grifter. Grifter, to me, was one of the coldest promotion. Yeah. I mean, they had promotion on a lot. And True Gang Records back in the day yep. with Big Bear. Mm-hmm. Man, Dallas, man, that, that, when I talk about the Dallas scene back then, it was so subterranean, so avant-garde. We didn't have all this. But everybody knew everybody, and everybody showed love. Everybody like, wow, that's, that's so-and-so. 
Tell us about your favorite moment in Dallas hip hop at that time. Tell us the story. You know, my favorite moment to me, besides seeing Nemesis at YMCA when Big Al was still living, mm -hmm. I seen DOC rock with Above the Law, Ice T, Big Daddy Kane at the Fair Park mm. when DOC still goes, Doc. Yeah. A lot of people can't say they seen Doc when he was in his prime. And I seen Ice-T and Biz Markie. I get goosebumps, like scoop and scrap lover. And so when, I, when I seen that, the reason why I had to say it's DFW moment because DOC was up there rocking. I'm like, wow. I bought my ticket. That's back in the day. When you go to the show, it's scary. You know, back in the day, everybody snatching jackets for yeah. Starter Jackets. I went there by jackets. myself. <laughs> I was scared. Of that. I went, there, I went right. there by myself. Everybody looking at me. I'm by myself. But I, stay, I'm a, I bought my ticket, and I went by myself and watched Doc rock. Like, wow. Oh, wow. That's Doc. You know what I'm saying? How did it make you feel to see somebody from Dallas standing side by side with the likes of Ice T and Biz Marquee? It felt good, man. When I seen it, it made me a lot of people like they, they they a lot of people like that's DOC. I ain't gonna say his name, but you cannot deny what he's done. You know what I'm saying? When I seen that moment, just like when I seen Erica Badu. Erica Badu used to live around the corner of me in South Dallas. She, Erica Badu's from South Dallas. I went to Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Erica Badu went to I think Arch Magnet. But when I seen Erica Badu, I was like, wow, that's, that's apples. That's what we used to call her. Mm -hmm. That's apples. So when and a lot of people get so misconstrued and so worried about, man, I ain't kiss nobody but Goo Goo. It's, it's so many moments, man. Snake. When Snake was, there, was there any, I'm sorry, was there any animosity? Was there anybody... What was what back in those days? Was it was there everybody was everybody cool with each other or was there a friendly competition? We had our little, we had our little, you know, our, our little riffs and stuff like that's crazy. You say that a lot of people that we see now that we we had a little problem back then. We so much older now. What's up, man? Hey, well, you all right, man? You good? Yeah, you cool? I don't want to call no name, but it, it have been moments in Dallas where people don't get it twisted. Like Deep Ellum, back when Deep Ellum was really jumping back when. K-Sun from Mad Flavor was doing shows and Rob Ski from Galaxy 9, they was doing shows in Deep Element at a club called Exodus. Everybody didn't get along. Everybody wasn't always kumbaya by the campfire. But we all worked it out now. We all older now. Everybody can speak and stuff and, and, and be cordial with one another. I just wish it was sometime that everybody could just see what I, it's in my mind. It's so hard to get to, it's so hard to convey what I'm feeling and what I've seen and what I know to know what it's like to see Goo Goo ride around in that van, to know what it's like to see Snake, to be in the same room with them guys, man. 6'2", from Fort mm -hmm. Worth, Twisted Black, Left yeah. Right Shoe MCs, man. And I rap myself, and them, some of them dudes do the same thing. That's Picasso. Yeah. I do the same, it's the same with you. Yeah. That's Kiki J, that's Nanette Lee, that's Dr. Rock. Yeah. So that moment, to, to answer your question, is so many, my biggest moment, I know what it is. My mama took me to the fair. And she said, you want to ride, ride? Yeah. And I passed by the K-104 van. I seen Dr. Rock do his mix. And I stood there and I said, she said, want to ride some rides or you want to watch him? You know what I chose. You sat there and watched them. I watched I know Dr. Rock did. do a mix, yeah. his mix. Some of the mix he done, I watched him do it live as a kid. I'm like, that's Dr. Rock. You know what? That, that, Dr. I, I mean, that touches me too because, well. you know, a lot of people growing up in this city, they, they, um, they don't understand the nostalgia yeah. that we have for seeing people like, like, cause, cause to see those people out was like seeing like, a movie star. Yeah, you were was. like, Back Oh my then? God, I can remember going to, um, to Jamie's rhythms and seeing, uh, throw down Sam, throw down Sam. and Reggie D, 
Reggie you know, Dio. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, they they was uh, DJing and everything, and it was just like, wow, just to see these people. And there was a star quality. It was, man. Dr. Rock, man, I remember Dr. Rock bringing Fresh Prince down here. because I met wow. I met Will Smith, believe it or not. I met Will Smith when I went to Lincoln. Dr. Rock, the one brought them down here. That's back when Blockbuster was Sound Warehouse. I met Will Smith when he was a skinny little kid when he first put his album out. But I didn't, I'm not knowing he came to our school and talked to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even it's just so many beautiful moments in Dallas. But you have to love your city. You have to love each other. You know. You know. I'm gonna jump to jump somewhere. I don't want to forget it. You know what I like about the scene now? Like the Yellow Beezies, the Trap Boy Freddies, mm-hmm. and the, that little scene. They taking some of the same streets that we rolled down. When we was young, and they making them global. I like. Wow. When I look at Trap Boy Freddie and uh. And yellow bees in them video. I like. I used to go there when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Them same spot. They making them. They making our city global. They making Dallas like a household name. That's something that we did. A lot of us. Snemison did stuff. I'm talking about. They riding down Volga and Garrison. I know them streets when I look at their music video. Right. I right. said my grandmama's live out Volga. My grandmas live out Volga and Garrison in Oak Cliff. You know what I'm saying? I'm from Oak Cliff. I'm South Dallas. All that. Right. Like, they, they making our our cities our Pleasant Grove. All they making these cities. Global. Back then, I don't think we they 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 know a little something that we don't know. They 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 took a lot more pride in our hood. Even though Snake Nemies do stuff on Camp Wilson, but these dudes riding up all these little old streets, and I was like, I know where that house is. I know what it is. So I love that about the Trap Boy Freddy's, the Goyeos, and the little Get Money little Runnies and little Runny and Mother F. I study all them little young cats, man. Yeah, yeah. I study. Don't get it twisted. I study all. I watch what all their videos. What do, you, what do you think about the new generation now here in Dallas? You know what I mean. Like? And what do you? And, and two part question. So, what do you think about the 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 newer acts? And also, do you think that or how how and when do you think? Or is Dallas in a spot now where we love ourselves? Because I had I had DOC up here. Okay. Not too long ago. He was on the podcast. And one thing that DOC said was, you know, we he, just like you, we have to love each other. We have to support each other. And that's been something that has been said umpteen times throughout my career. And I'm sure, you know, you've heard it a ton of times. Yeah, man. So if you had to... Tell somebody what the state of Dallas hip hop is now. What would you say? How what what does it look like? Honestly, the state of Dallas hip hop now, they made, I think they get more money than they used to get. When I see these little cats, they ain't, they not doing. We was like like guys like us and Nemesis and Doctor Rock, and we had to be the, the the sacrificial lamb. Believe it or not, and I'm not knocking with the young cats. I love right, what they're doing, right. but they don't realize we were the sacrificial lamb, so they can. We had to sacrifice ourselves. That's what the sacrificial lamb is, right. so they can have the fruits of what they're doing. A lot of stuff that they're doing now, we couldn't get that back then. We couldn't go up to K104 and 97.9. We get rejected. Me and Gugu, man, I remember Ken Dow from K104. We put stickers on stuff. He told us don't don't do it no more. Yeah. He told banned us. Told us don't put it no more. I have to have. Uh, I got to interject real quick because. Yeah. At some point, I got to have Cottonmouth. And I don't know if you could tell the story from your vantage point, but Cottonmouth has always, you know, wanted to sit down and talk with yeah. me. And, and Cotton, if you're somewhere Came out there, Cotton. it's going to happen real soon. But um, he he told me of the time where he just bombarded the yeah. radio station. Cottonmouth was known for that. I, you know, I mean, I, when you said that, I knew what you was going to say. 
cotton. You know what I love about cotton mouth? And, what, and that's what everybody should be. You should never let nobody come into your city and disrespect no artist. When I seen when I seen Go Yale, I don't know Go Yale, but I follow him and I watched him. Mm -hmm. When I seen Go Yale getting attacked by Ti bodyguards, I'm not all for violence, but we should always stand up for him no matter what because he's young. Right. We should never let nobody come from no city and disrespect none of our artists. Right. When I the Google and Cottonmouth, they don't like Google from Red Rum Records. Don't he take no mess. So when you see anybody from any city disrespect any any of our artists. You should stand up. You, I know Go Yeah Yo, they young. They don't know no better. Me and Google used to be getting to it and all that crazy stuff like that. But when you see, you should never let nobody from Atlanta, nobody from New York come down here and disrespect our artists. You should stand up for them. That's called men. That's right. what I like about So what Cotton was doing, it might have came off the wrong way, but he, he it was it was good intent behind it. He's standing up for us. He 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 he, he risked himself getting banned. Google standing up, taking, taking them. Taking a, uh, you know, getting potentially almost getting blackballed mm -hmm. just so people can stand up. You should never let nobody talk about a Goye or a Trap Boy Freddy or Get Money, Lil Runny, or Lil Money, Rebel F, or Picasso, or Kiki J. That's that's what I mean by love. It it, it got to be almost like Harriet Tubman. You know who Harriet Tubman I know y'all know who Harriet Tubman is. Right. She said, I would kill y'all for you. Let's go back. So you got to have that kind of love. Like, I don't I don't like y'all, but I'm not going to let y'all do y'all stuff like this. You got to pull them back up whether they like it or not. It's almost that kind of love like you might have, like your mama have for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to let y'all disrespect them, even if I don't like them. Like, I could be out of town. Yeah, man, Cottonmouth. No, no, that's Cottonmouth. That's Kimbo. Right. That's Jalo. You have to respect them. But a lot of people, and that's what Dallas, that's what Dallas don't realize. It's like, that's why we still celebrate Juneteenth. It's kind of like a... That Juneteenth, we don't realize we're free. Mm -hmm. We have to pull each other up. It ain't we ain't gotta go out there and fight, but we have to stand up for one another. And when I seen Go Yayo get into it with Ti and them people that time, that hurt me to my heart. Right. Like just stand up for this brother, man, because he's young. Me and Google, all that stuff. Go 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 Yayo do. Me and Google's getting into it and arguing. We was, we so was young. that's that's not new. We used to do the same stuff. Right. Me and Google been in Arkansas and got into it, people. Got into it with all kinds of people on the road. Not that we was being troublemakers. We just hip hop, and that's how hip hop is. Right. You know. So the younger cats, I, I love them. I watch them all, man. I'm, I'm looking at their views. Yeah. They getting views Crazy. on their videos. I watched them. And yeah. There's no hate, no malice. Doc was one of the first people. Erica Badu. I think everybody should come together. When you see each other, take a picture with one another, post it, share each other video, watch each other videos, and just quit being funny with one another. Yeah. 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 There, there it is right there, man. We're talking with Picasso. Uh, I have renamed him. We have, we have renamed him the uh, <laughs> Renaissance Man of Dallas because he is a wealth of knowledge. I want to thank everybody who's joining us on Facebook Live. If you're enjoying the conversation, um, we're on Instagram as well. If you're enjoying the conversation, make sure you share it. Uh, tell a friend and knows a friend to tell a friend to uh, make sure that they are tuned in. Also, uh, shout out to uh, Marcellus. Uh, what does it say? Marcellus Suber. Oh, oh Suber. That's yes. the guy to do my videos. What's okay. up, Marcellus? Shouts out to Marcellus. Shouts out to Marcellus. What's up, Marcellus? Uh, who's tuned in right now? He the one designed all my stuff I got on. Oh, nice. The Picasso gear. He did all the design work for that. Okay. Yeah. I see. All right, Marcellus. <laughs> he did the drawing on that. All that he did, all this. Big up to Marcellus. Y'all want some videos? Hit him up. He, he's real affordable and he's dope. All right, that's what's up, man. And graphics, too. Y'all hit them up, man. Y'all make sure y'all, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, do business with one another. And we're going to get into that in just a second. I got to say, shout out to Calvin Johnson, who's also uh, 
right here on Facebook. Um, and he is in the game right now watching us live, so I appreciate that. Is that the lawyer, Calvin? Is that the Calvin Johnson? Is that the lawyer, Calvin? Not, is that the lawyer, Calvin? We're not sure. But he says, uh, you're a real lyrical spitter. This is the Calvin, the, uh, the lawyer. Okay. Hey, Calvin, thank you, man. I appreciate This dude believes He's me right so there. much. He's oh, right I'm there. He's right there. He's watching right there. Hey, Calvin, thank you we for everything, man. We got three cameras. Man. See, like me, I'm friendly. I, I'm friendly and I'm good-hearted. So, Calvin, thank you. And that means is so much. Thank you for everything you do for me. You don't even know me like that, man. But you help me out so much, and I thank you, Calvin. Good dude. He, he, you need some lawyer work? Hit up Calvin. He's a lawyer. We okay. Got, we all got to work together. We got lawyers, doctors, yes. everybody work together. He, yes. he, he does. He's a good lawyer, man. Thank you, Calvin. All right. Well, shout out to Calvin and also shout out to Don Burks. Oh, Don Burks from Dallas Morning News. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. What's up, Don Burks? <laughs> okay, Don. Yes. Dallas hey, Morning News. <laughs> make sure you write about us. Yeah. Get in the game. We doing big things here in Dallas. Okay, Don Burks from Dallas Morning News. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what's up. Shout out to you. Um, well, you know, we're talking here with Picasso and we're talking about Dallas hip hop or we're talking about, you know, the nostalgia and the, and the history that Dallas has that some of y'all may not know about. And, um, y- you know, it's just, it's just amazing, you know, that I- I've always said that Dallas was that central point, yeah. right? So Dallas, if you look at it geographically, is situated uh, in between, you know, as far as the South is concerned, in between Atlanta. Yeah. And then to the west of us, of course, is California. Yeah. And then you have New York, um, y- you know, because I kind of feel like we're right in the middle. So when it comes to the South, you have to come to Dallas. Got to. Um, and we see a lot of artists. There's not a there's not an artist that doesn't come through Dallas. You got to. At least once, sometimes two and three times, Jeezy. <laughs> okay, you come here all the time. You know Jeezy? I, I don't know Jeezy personally. Okay. I've met him a few times, but you know, there's artists that come through time and time again. And as you're speaking about how we need to support one another and how we need to back up one another, um, there's been some people that have said that uh, we need to monitor who comes in and does business in the city. And not to the point of checking in, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. I you heard might, about that. <laughs> you, might, you might call it a check in, mm-hmm. but I, I would say this. You know, I wish that more artists that came through the city, and all of them do. I mean, all of them yeah. do. I would love to see them actually do business with us. Right? I agree. I agree. I don't know if it, if it got to get. You know, some people say check in. You're gonna come to my hood and give me some money. Now I ain't doing that. No, not like that. But, but, but I'm saying but do business, you know, break bread. If you come in, if you come in town, you're right. If you come in town and let's say you break off fit, they, they break you off. Let's call it get the bag. <laughs> the bag's the new phrase for it. Right. They break you off twenty grand. You should do business with an artist out here and, and give them some, and give them some of that. You know. And communicate that. One of my biggest things uh, while I was on the radio when I was doing um, uh, my show, where I was, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, showcasing local artists, yeah. was that. I felt like people did not communicate enough. So, like, I never knew who was dealing with who. Or if somebody had done something wrong, you know, nobody knew about it. So people kept letting that mistake happen over and over and over again, right? Instead of an OG coming and saying, you know what, you need to stop this. Yeah, you're right. You know, you need to stop this because it's hurting the bottom line 
of what we're trying to do here. And, you know, I don't know, you know, how that is now, if that is if that has become less or if it's still kind of running rampant. But I would bet to say that we would be more prosperous um, as a hip hop community if we communicated, number one, and if we did business with one another and if the people that are doing business did good business. There was yeah. billboards, you know, all across Dallas a few years back that said, Dallas, we do business here. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if that was just for the white folks, because I don't know. <laughs> Black folks maybe didn't get the memo. I don't know. Yeah, man, I agree with everything you say. And I, I really do I, I wholeheartedly agree with that, man. You've got to do business together. You know what? People don't have to do nothing. I think it'd be imperative that you do business together. I think it's imperative that we treat one another with respect, especially people from my city. Did you do how 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 was business ran back in back in the early nineties? Back in the business, back in the days, back in the nineties, everybody was more in the streets. We had vans, rap vans. Everybody passing out flyers with James Price and all them kind of going to their club, putting flyers on their car. You know, I think we didn't got until James Price and them security them clubs putting flyers on their on their cars. That's how it was back in the days. Mm-hmm. Everybody was just passing out flyers. And just getting in line. Sometimes I, you know, what I used to do to promote myself. I used to go with like, well, Big Bank or somebody be live broadcasting because right. I know they're gonna shout me out. Right. <laughs> I used to yeah. do stuff like that to get yeah, free pub. Definitely, definitely. I think they gonna they live on the radio. Let me go where they at. Let me go where the vans are. We used to do anything it took to make us out there. How I made my name was real subterranean. I just spit as a rapper. And I know I do the historian, but that's what I. That's what got me all of this. I think that's the best thing you can do. You put that good product, and that good product is your your music. Well, we're going to make sure that you do that before you get up out of here. Okay. Trust and believe. <laughs> Shout out to True Def and Dre Cruz that are uh, watching us live up, on Jay our Cruz Facebook. DJ Rodney. Yep. They all are tuned in right now. We appreciate you for uh, checking us out. Um, so you have the group PPT. PPT. And I remember uh, back in those days, uh, you know, y'all were y'all were the funky dressing yeah, we were crazy. group. You know, tuxedos, um, linen shirts, Man, we was taking slacks, dress shoes. I mean, y'all really had a different look. How did y'all come up with the with the image that PPT honestly, man, had? a lot of the imaging of PPT was pro- primarily picnic in Tahiti. Me, I'm more like this kind. I like to dress nice, but I'm like, even though I'm eccentric, I like to wear jackets and Levi's and. I'm still got that country in me. Yeah. But Picnic and TD kind of, we start going to thrift stores and we start doing all that. Like the tuxedo, we was on the front cover of Quick Magazine and Dallas Morning News. I remember that. And we did mm-hmm. that for the Valentine's Day special. And TD said, man, I know what we're going to do. We're going to go rent some tuxedos. You're going to wear a, a blue one. He's going to wear a green one. Picnic going to wear a pink one. No, Picnic going to wear a blue, a green one. You're going to whatever color. So we just try to do stuff to make ourselves stand out, to let people know people from Dallas, like everybody ain't, ain't on the gangster rap or the hood stuff. We got some avant, like avant-garde type stuff coming and out of I Dallas. And I will tell y'all that whenever you saw PPT walk into a room, <laughs> they stuck out like a sore thumb, okay? <laughs> because back in the day, everybody was wearing the baggy jeans, yeah. the tall t- T-shirts. Like, y'all look like nobody else in Dallas. They was wearing the leather shorts. Man, like, man we was doing that just... Tennis rackets, putting rubber bands around our fingers. 
just just whatever it takes to be avant-garde. And avant-garde is to, is the is the, the definition of avant-garde is to be different, to be groundbreaking or whatever. That's mm-hmm. avant-garde. So I don't want to use a lot of big words and people don't know what I'm talking. Not that I'm smart, but I don't want to use a lot of big words and people don't know what I mean. Because I heard right. a lot of people avant-garde. What does that mean? It means to be different, or groundbreaking or whatever. So we just always try to do things that, to make us stand apart, to let people know, even though I'm from South Dallas and I love being from South Dallas, we on that next level stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know, like people like Kendrick Lamar, Outkast. We doing, we got Kendrick Lamar's and Outkast down here, which is guys oh, yeah. like me. Yeah, I've been guys doing that like for, you. I've been doing that for a long time. S1 with Strange Fruit Project. Yes. You know, Verbal Seed, Black Sun Music Group. How did you, speaking of S1, how did you hook up with S1? How did I hook up with S1? I met S1 through Tahiti. I met S1 because he did Tahiti album, um, The Birth of Whack. He had a song, It's the Birth of Whack. I met him through him. We just start doing little stuff. And next, you know, S1 did Down South Girl on PPT album, on the PPT Trace Monos and Love album. So I kind of met him through Tahiti and Picnic and going to Final Friday Hip Hop Show. I remember he was there passing out his CD. S1 is doing the Kanye West. I remember him passing out his CDs with his beats and stuff and his Strange Fruit Project Wow! at, at Final Friday. That's a big hip hop show that happens uh, every Final Friday, like every other two or three months. By Fats and Viz. Mm-hmm. S1 was like the past my fly. I just kind of met him through the hip hop scene. Right. You know, so S1's a cool dude. You know, I don't really talk to him as much as he, he doing a lot of stuff. I don't really talk to him as much as yeah, I he's used busy to. busy man. Him yeah. and Teresa, like I used to, but I appreciate working with S1, you know, and, and, and working with Picnic and working with everybody else I work with. Show, mm-hmm. Google. Mm-hmm. Man, Google. Yeah. Google put me in his movie and, and got me on a road with Red Rum. I went on. I got a chance to know what it's like to, to meet Norman Winters, one of the biggest publicists out in uh, L.A. because of Google. We up in the Universal office because of Google because he took me on the road. So I will always love Google, Zero, and Pierre, and James Shepard of Red Rum Records. They did a lot for me. Right. That's, sometimes I, forget, I get so excited, yeah. I forget to shout them out and Nanette Lee. Yeah. They helped me out so much, but it was, it was fun. It, I'm, I'm happy to say I work with S1. I don't mention it a lot because yeah. I'm kind of, believe it or not, I'm kind of, Withdrawn and kind of bashful. Yeah, a bit. I'm pulling it out. I don't. Of you, you make it make yeah, me feel like I'm bragging. <laughs> I, that's my problem. I'm so I'm so worried about like he just name dropping. I kind of keep it to myself. When people see that you did all that, like Mark Cuban, right? I remember working with Mark Cuban is the one that got us to do the Dallas of Everything song. I'm, I I used to kind of talk to him a little bit back. 12 years ago. Now he don't talk to me no more. But at that point in time, he was. He don't got no, he don't want to, once that was over, he was done with us. But right. was, Kid Craddock, you know, just. It's, it's so many, it's so many. That's the thing that I think a lot of people don't, and don't know because we don't talk about it. Yeah. And that's why we must talk about it is because there are so many uh, legends that have spawned from this city. Um, there's so many, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, there's just so, there's so many, uh, people that really were the foundation for what we have today. Now I want to ask you this, uh, because it comes up in every conference. It comes up, uh, to me, a lot of times I get this question. Why do you think Dallas hasn't? popped why why isn't dallas a hub for hip-hop yet like i said like i was telling you earlier i don't i mean i'm sure you heard me we play it back it's a mentality like i said we 
That's why we still celebrate Juneteenth in this area. It's kind of like an accidental slave crab mentality. We don't even realize it because it's embedded from our parents and our parents pass it down to our sons and our daughters in Dallas. We don't even realize what we we don't even realize the general the uh, the, uh, the the curse that's been bestowed upon us. We don't know. Even the young cats, when I look at them, they don't they have no idea the steps they've taken or why they why they taking the steps that they've took mm-hmm. or what's gonna happen when they get to this particular juncture. It's a it's a it's a mental conditioning in, in Dallas. It's like I call it the Juneteenth syndrome. Okay. If people don't know about Juneteenth in Texas. People were they were slaves, but the rest of the country were free. But people out here we didn't know it, so right. we still was acting as if we were slaves, mm-hmm. and we didn't know we were free. That's why they celebrate Juneteenth. Right. We got freed a little later than the rest of the world. This, the blacks in this part of the area. I still think that stems down from our mothers and our grandfathers and our grand and our granddaughters just passing that stuff down in Dallas. We don't even realize that's like I just said. That's Trap Boy Freddie. That's Doctor Rock. That's D.O.C. That's Erica Badu. That's left, right, shoe, and seat. That's MCK Cole. That's 6'2". They don't even know how much just saying that with love and true conviction, how much that, that would be a conduit to different worlds. Because when you go to New York, they respect Red Alert. Uh-huh. They respect Big Daddy Kane, which is, by the way, one of my favorite rappers. Yeah. They respect Kwame, even, you know, Big Craig Mack, Notorious B.I.G. They, I, Rudy they put them on a pedestal, yeah, they put basically. On, you got to. Yeah, and, and same thing with L.A. Rudy Party, L.A. Dream Team, DJ Pooh, Dr. Dre. They respect people. Have to have a devout respect for every part of the culture in Dallas. Once we were, once we understand our culture, and our culture is a little different than, than other other parts of the world. Down here, right. we they rock shags down here. Mm-hmm. That's part of our culture. We have to love that. I don't know why nobody did a documentary on the shag. I'm on a Tom Tom. I'm on a documentary on the shag. That needs to happen, yeah. That's a part of Dallas culture. Dr. Rock was rocking shag back in the day. I had one. Really? That shag, when I see them rock that, that's our Dallas culture. And I think once people love our culture, once we we have to be conditioned. It might happen another 25, 30 years from now. And they came a long way, but you have to love. That's that's Trap Boy. And I see Trap Boy freedom with them shags like, wow. That's how we used to rock our hair. Yeah. You know the Dallas coat. You see them rocking the, the, the polo boots yeah. with the crease pants. That's our culture. Yeah. When I'm in touring with Goo Goo in uh, San Diego, I said, man, y'all country. Y'all niggas is country. I can look at the creases in y'all pants. Yeah. That's our Dallas culture. And once we love our culture, that's when we grow. I think the, the, the most trying time for me uh, during Dallas uh, – hip hop or, or or when things started really heating up was the time when the boogie movement was prevalent. Yeah, I remember that movement. And um, you know, you had all these songs that were, you know, dance songs. Yeah. And there were so many people that were basically shitting on them songs and shitting on the artists, um, because they weren't hood enough. They didn't want to be seen as dancers. Are people they, they they you know there's two t- there's two parts of Dallas there's the there's the Dallas that's gonna you know dance and boogie and and have a good time and then there's the part that's gonna beat your ass you know what I'm saying Dallas, yeah, and, they and, and, and that's what it is but one of the most trying times for me was the time when you saw this rise of artists and this rise of music that was getting national attention only to be t- tore down. By what I feel was our very own. As I say, the Juneteenth syndrome. It's a slave mentality. 
whether we realize it or not. I don't want to be disrespectful and call us slaves, but it's a mentality. Like I said, you know what I liked about the boogie movement? You know when I think of when I think of I, when I think of the Dallas Boogie Movement, you know who comes to my mind? Oh. Call me Mr. Hitho. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a I'm a subterranean underground hip hop lyricist. Yeah. But I used to love him do that little dance. Matter of oh, fact, yeah. I got a video on YouTube. I try to do it just to be joking around. <laughs> that, I like that. Yeah. Me myself personally, because just because I'm underground hip hop, that's a I like. I'm telling everybody he's from Dallas. That's what's like Mr. Hit that hoe. Yeah. I think he on K104 now. I follow yeah. him. Yeah. I watch everything he do. Yeah. I don't know him, but I follow him. Yeah. So Prince, uh, Prince Trill, Prince Lee, Prince Prince Rick. Prince Rick and Trill Lee. They was part of that movement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, what's the Stanky Leg? Uh huh. The GS Boys. I put the GS Boys. I did a show. I did a little cartoon remake called Fat Albert in the Hood. Mm -hmm. We took Fat Albert and made it real vulgar and profane. We put Stanky Leg, and you know how many people asked me who that was? They from Dallas. We took Fat Albert cartoon, me and my homeboy T did, and we and we redid Fat Albert. It's on YouTube. It's crazy. And Quest Love from Roots gave us a shout out, and Q Tip and Erica Biden just really took off. They mm -hmm. put it on World Star. Wow. But we put Stanky Leg in one of the the sec the first second episode. Yeah. It took off, and everybody man, who the Stanky Leg? We got Fat Albert them in the background. Hey, hey, we told ourselves, I'm a tuba Fat Albert. We just took it and <laughs> making them cuss and making them. It's called Fat Albert in the Hood. Yeah. That was out of Dallas, but. The, the boogie movement, I had no problem with it. I'm, we, it's like the breakdance movement with Turbo and Ozone from breaking. Or like the New York City breakers. It, we just do it a little different in Dallas. You know, they jig or whatever they're doing. It. Do you feel do you feel like that moment, um, that movement got halted because of lack of OGs, lack of people, you know, saying, hey, no, we're on the rise right now. Let this, let this ride. Was there do you feel like there was a lack of authoritative power? I don't. I think once again, like like with the PPT movement and, and and all that. I think, like you said, kind of we both on the same page. Mm -hmm. I don't think we realize what we have with the boogie movement. I think people are so worried about it, the dancing and all that, but it's still a movement. Right. As long as we have something, as long as we have something coming into our city, what difference does it make if we're not killing kids, if we're not robbing and stealing and and, and, and implementing overt ignorance? I see no problem with it. That's what they do. Right. I promise to God here, and I don't do boogie music, but right. when I seen it, I studied. I'm telling, call me Mr. Hit. People probably say, Picasso know about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I knew yeah. about it. Yeah. Princely, I seen them on TV. Okay, let me watch their video. Collie Park. I'm watching that. Yeah. You're supposed to know that. You're yeah. supposed to know that what happened is you're supposed to love the city so much when it's stuff that you don't even like, you still say, I support it. Like you, Kiki. That's Kiki J. Yeah. Like, New Orleans, like you gotta love your city. Yeah. But people don't love our city because it's the Juneteenth mentality, the Juneteenth theory. They got that, no, man, no. It's a certain vibe in Dallas. Like you said, you got the boogie, but Dallas don't play. Niggas are here whoop your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm from for South. Sure. I, I used to live for in sure. Dixon. Yeah. I used to live in Dixon Circle, one of the roughest mm. neighborhoods in Dallas. Eccentric as I am, yeah. I can shit right across from Lee's grocery store, right in the corner on Dixon Circle. I can take it to the apartment. That's one of the roughest neighborhoods. But Dallas people got avant-garde. We got wordsmith. We got lawyers, doctors. Some of the most smartest, Erica Badu, Tracy, Troy, Troy Dungan, Roger Starbuck. You got to love the culture, the whole culture. You got to know Troy Dungan. And you got to know Kennedy when he got assassinated, just the whole culture, mm -hmm. not just the music part of it. Right. So right. I think once everybody loved the culture devoutly, you got to love the culture almost like it's your child. Right. Like that's Trap Boy. I know I keep throwing their name because their names come up out my head. That's Half Pint Films. That's Say Cheese TV. I study all of them. 
every last one of them. I don't. I, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate real okay. quick. I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick because I know there's some probably some people that are tuned in um, on our Instagram pages and in our Facebook pages that are saying, you know what, Picasso, I do love Dallas yeah. that much. I did yeah. love Dallas that much, but Dallas didn't love me. I'm sure there's a lot of DJs that would say that right yeah. now. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Like K-Rock, I've seen him do a lot of stuff. DJ Drop, they mm-hmm. did a lot of stuff for a lot of artists in right. Dallas. You know what I'm saying? So Bobo Luciano with the Dirty South Block Party, me and Bobo and Fish. Mm-hmm. Ushay, Dr. Rock, they did a lot of stuff for Dallas and they parts. Everybody did their particular part to build this building. We all are a pivotal part of this building. We all putting our own bricks. And sometimes when you do them bricks, some people come down and when you when you go on and hit it with the hit the brick with a sledgehammer and knock one of them off. Mm-hmm. That's the part of being trying to get your name out there. The hurt that comes along with it. I have I been hurt by Dallas? Oh my God. I done help people out. They done, they done took a big fat wet diarrhea crap down my mouth. Right. Uh, I'm like, wow. <laughs> and it hurt, man. A lot of right. people don't admit that it hurts. So I, I understand. You're right. right. That's a good thing. You know, I don't want to sit on this microphone and I, I like to be responsible on this mic. Right. So if I'm going to propagate the knowledge, I'm going to propagate it real. Sometimes you can do this stuff and get hurt. I done put money, I done gave people money to turn their nose up to me now. Mm-hmm. I done help people out. Since when I when I was on MTV with Sway, when they when Sway premiered my P hundred video, I showed people, people, they all highfalutin now. Mm-hmm. Highfalutin is a form of it's like a version of arrogance. Right. They highfalutin, they turn their nose up to me. But a lot of people they got to get rid of those delusions of grandeur. But does it hurt? Hell yeah, it hurt when you like you helping me out right now. You Kiki J, you helping me out right now. And if I blow up, if this podcast I'm doing right now blow up and it's the conduit for me getting on Sway or Funk Master Flex and I turn my nose up to you, you have a right to be mad at me. You have a right. Because right. you, you're doing this out of your kindness of your heart. You don't have to do that. I'm on your platform. I kind of wish Fat Pimp was here. I know. Well, I will tell you, yeah. Fat's not here. For yeah. those of you that are watching, he um, actually is uh, you know on the road working right yeah. now. And he was crushed. He <laughs> wanted to be here so bad. Um, and so I t- and I told him I would uh, yeah. definitely tell you that and that y'all definitely want to need to link up yeah, link at up. some point uh, because he just adores you. He thinks like, he thinks you you're amazing. I like and, him doing a little dance. Little oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Him, he had the rack daddy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I t- and I tell Fat all the time, I mean, he is another one of those uh, people here in Dallas that has history. I study Fat Daddy. Fat, I mean, not Fat Daddy. Fat, fat Pimp. Pimp. I said Fat Daddy, but I, he's even doing stuff with the, what's the, the strip club? Uh, I can't think of the name. Yeah, K.O.D. K-O-D. Shout out to K.O.D. That's what, you I'm, know saying. what I'm saying. You see how I just yeah. named that stuff? A, a guy like me, naming up all that stuff, and I'm underground subterranean hip hop. But that's the beauty of it, but because I, I now it it's available for you to see, yeah. and you don't have to necessarily go, and you can see what's going on. Yeah, man, but like you said, it does hurt. You know, yeah. you know who I think is an important part of DFW? Culture right now, yes. Ooh. Half pint films, okay, and say cheese TV, okay. And I, I don't. I, and let's let's talk about that a little. <laughs> let's talk about that a little bit. I want to debate that just a little bit because, um, I I and if Sean Cotton was right here, I would say it to yeah. him. So y'all can run back and tell him if y'all want yeah. to. I invite him on my platform. I've asked him to come and come and up we with just, Sean. We, we just haven't haven't had the time to work it out because we're both really busy. But, um. At first, whenever Say Cheese, because Say Cheese was so much in everybody's faces. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I understand. I understood it. I understood that he was trying to get the look and this, that, and the other. 
But I almost was upset because I felt like even though it was a light, I felt like the light was not it's negative. It was negative. That's that was that's say say cheesy. They kind of like uh the Dallas version of I think they had a Dallas. I think yeah, uh, they had mm-hmm. a Dallas version of Vlad TV and World Star. Mm-hmm. So and let's keep it real. Negativity sells. Right. But I'm saying, but you know, but they, but believe it or not, and even though some of the music ain't probably what the kind of music that I'm into, the mumble rap or whatever. But they still a part of our culture. That's mm-hmm. that's the beauty of culture and the ugliness of culture. It ain't necessarily got to be what you like or dislike, but it's still a part of your culture. Right. And I and I and I do agree. I wish I wish everybody could uh, everybody in the entertainment business just speak like me and not like me, be like me, but just everything like that. But it'd be boring. Yeah. I I probably be born to somebody young. And let's be <laughs> real. I mean, and I've thought about it this way: if if say cheese hadn't have went down that road, would they? St- would they be say cheese? Would they be as popular as they are? Probably not. I don't think not. so. Right. I don't think so, but I do think they're part of, you know, I started studying him probably like a two years ago. Mm-hmm. I think him and Half Pint Films are a very part, important part of DFW Absolutely. culture. It's like the, the, the new generation. Yes. The reason why I say Half Pint Film, he put, he, he doing videos on some of these artists. Some of these artists ain't even got their skills set up yet. Right. Some of them I listen to, I'm not, that's no diss. But I, I come from, we had to have skills. That era, that's the era I come from. But when he put their video, they at least getting five, ten thousand views just from him shooting their video. Right. So half pint films, I don't know the guy, but I like, wow. And real life street stars, them guys is They've they, and, and I can speak for Half Pint, who um has always been supportive of the Dallas movement. And yeah. they were one of the ones that said, you know what? You may not have that multi, you know, million dollar budget or you may not have, you know, the big budget because back there in the boogie movement, you know, we had people like Dr. Teeth coming down here. I know and, Dr. Teeth. Hey, I know you do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had Dr. Teeth coming down here and, and who? Benny and Boom. Benny Boom. You know, all of them were coming down here, but that wasn't that wasn't attainable for a lot of people. Yeah, them so, budgets is big from you right. dealing with Dr. T for Benny Boom. Uh, what's the other guy named? Boomtown. Boomtown, right. So, I mean, what happened was is that um, they saw a, an end. They saw they saw a, a a place where they could fit in. And Half Pine said, you know what? I can shoot your video. It's going to look just as good. It's going to have, you know, all the bells and whistles. We're going to be able to do it for you for this cost. And yeah. you'll still be able to... To get out there in front of folks. Yeah, I subscribe to Hat Paint. I subscribe to Hat Paint's uh, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Like this dude is a machine. Yeah. And I'm I, I didn't came like on this show. I just I'm I'm, I'm glad. I thank you for having me here. I want to make sure that I get every all the bases I can cover. Like this dude is putting all these videos out. Some of the groups that had paint shooting, I would never even know him. But I wouldn't even know about him if it wasn't for his videos. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's a very important thing. Galaxy Nine and Final Friday and Don Burks. You and I'm not just saying it because I'm sitting here. Kiki, if I'm telling you all this about these other people, you know I've studied you, too. Oh, I'm sure you have. <laughs> but, I'm sure you have. And I appreciate that so much, man. But, like, and I know we talking. That's, that's the beauty of a conversation that goes everywhere. I'm right. real scatterbrained, but that's the part of my genius. I love my it. My brain is everywhere. I'm like that, too. I'm, I'm all sca- over the yeah, place. Yeah, and I'm, I'm riding with you, so we good. <laughs> but it's just... I don't even know where we at no more. My my mind is like a. <laughs> I don't even know where we at. My mind is like a neighborhood, and it's all over the place, man, right now. But because it's it's the love. That's what you see right well, now. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about right now. Let's okay. talk about 
Um, who are your favorite? Let's give me your top five artists out of Dallas right now. Oh wow! Oh my God! They, they gonna be De- Fort Worth too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dallas out, out of the Dallas Fort Metro, uh, Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, Ooh. Picasso. Who are your top five <laughs> artists? Oh my God! Man, you hit me with a good one. You know who I like is a spitter. And people gonna trip when I say this. He down with uh, he down with a go Yale, get money, little runny. Okay. I love it here. That dude can spit to me. Okay. I like the way. I, just, I think if he just start expanding out a little bit more and start seeing more things, mm-hmm. he gonna be a force to be reckoned with. Get money, little runny is a dope spitter to me. Okay. Well, you, if you don't let his name fool you, cause there's a lot of little runnies around here. Right. Even though the original for DSR, that's the original I knew. Right, right. Love, that's it, Mr. Five Two. Yeah, and that's another little mm-hmm. runny, uh, Mother F. M- but Mother I like F- Get Money Little Runny. That nigga can spit. Okay. Real talk. Okay, that's Get Money Little Runny. I like a guy named 730. He underground. I got to go back to my underground. That's my roots. Okay. A guy named 730. Dude is so ill to me. I like. I just like to see his, his grace on stage. He can... Got comedy and jokes named 7.30. 7.30. I've never heard of no. him, but you've piqued my interest. Yeah, 7.30. Started his name with a 7. The dude is so ill to me. I don't think Now, not was... 7 the Great, because there's a 7 the Great here, no, too. I heard of 7 the Great, too. Yeah. He heard of a freestyle, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about 7.30. Okay, 7.30. That's, that's number two. Get money, little runny. 7.30. Who else? I like, oh, my God, this is hard. Oh, my God. This female rapper named Madam Mims. Wow. You ever heard of her? No. Her name is Madam Mims. She is so damn dope. Madam Mims is okay. dope to me. All right. Oh, man. Boy, I'm excited. I'm excited. You know what? I've never, I've, I heard Bobby Session got signed to Def Jam, but I never really heard none of his music. I never clicked on none He's, of his stuff. He, please do. Please do. Yeah. Um, Because he... He is a lyricist. Okay. And he does it in a way that is all his own. Um, so, yeah, please check him out. I, I, I love Bobby. Okay. Uh, all right. So, you we're down. We're, we're with two. You got 730. 7:30, get money, little running. Get money. Madam Mims. Okay. This is so hard because I'm the one hurt somebody. <laughs> Man, I've never been put on the spot like this. I, I mean, I like so many of them. I'm just a top five of the people that get my attention every time they top drop something. five out of Dallas. Bob Picasso. We're at number four. My God, it's hard. It's hard the more you get into it. And I'm not going to say myself because that's corny. It's so many. I like Black Sun Music Group. That's all. Okay. They, they, they consist of verbal seed and all they click. I like them because they country. They're from Waco, mm-hmm. but they move down here. I like them because they country. Okay. And, and when you country, that means you still got your hominess about you. And they yes, dope. Sir. And one of them just won an um, award, a uh, ballet. I can't think of their name. I know them by Black Sun Music Group. Black Sun Music Group. Yeah, the Waco. Okay. And my, the final artist it, that, that really intrigued me, the, the most intriguing artist, I'm going to say my number five, and not because it's intrigued me. And I seen because DJ Wire posted a video of him. Mm-hmm. It had to be a tie. It probably had to say Go Yayo. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you why I like Go Yayo, because he crazy as hell. Yeah. He, I've seen him. I, one that's, day. That's how we are in Fort Worth. Yeah. We're a little. We're, we're country crazy. I had to say Go Yayo and Six Two. I had to tie with them too. Okay. I love yeah. Six Two, man. Yeah. 
You know, it's such a hard listen. If I send nobody name, I'm just going people that intrigue me. Mm -hmm. I like six six two got this voice, but go yeah. What I like about him, I like him because he's crazy. He don't give a shit. I like his, and he, but he, he's marketable. Right. If Go Yale, to me, if Go Yale would just tone it down with the fighting and the attitude, yeah. I think he could be a star. Oh, he is a star. Yeah, but I Go my, Yale. I'm talking global. Yeah, no, no, no. I, yeah. I, I agree with you. He's kind of mean-spirited a little bit. Yeah, he is. But you know, <laughs> but you know what? I pray. I, like him though, huh? I, I pray that, uh, and I have since Go Yale has, I mean, I love, I love the kid to death. I really, really do. I just hope that before it is all over, that he finds somebody that can that that will listen to him and that he will listen to. Find find somebody that 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 will steer him in the right direction, but that he can express what he's trying to do. Because I think in all that craziness, mm. there's genius there. Yeah. Because some of the antics that you see. Yeah. Are very smart. Like, damn it, man. That when I heard that, like that was my favorite song. I played that song every you know single what like, week. <laughs> what's his name? Uh, DJ Wildhair. I don't know if you know DJ Wildhair. I do. He uh -huh. shared his he shared his video on Instagram one day and I just clicked on like, who is this? DJ Wildhair, the reason why I started knowing about the new generation. He shared right. it. Out, and from Go Yeah, I just went to the other tra uh Trap Boy Freddy, uh Mo3. Mm -hmm. My homeboy James was helping Mo3 out from Airgas, some of the experienced music. Mo3, a lot of the underground cats. DOC, I like them all. Velarde, my homegirl, Velarde. Yeah. I'm just naming all people from the domes. You said top okay. five, but I'm to my people that move me. The top, the top. Go the, ahead, shout them like out. I said the dopest spitter that I, that I catch my attention to get money, a little runny. Okay. I know people probably trip when I say that, but it's just something about that dude that I like the way he spit. I like his demeanor. I, I think, I think if, if he just hung, I think if he hung out with Jay Z and them spitters like that, and that I think he, I think he give him that work on that yeah. mic. Yeah, I think he just gotta get, just pop it. Go get get my little runners down with go Yale, but I like the way he spit, and I can tell it's all kind of natural. Right. I just watch him. I'm like, mm, spit. I don't think people give him enough. I don't think people give him enough credit as a spitter, and that's mm -hmm. what I am a spitter. I like him. I really yeah. do. Okay. Mo three can spit too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, go Yale. Just all of them. I lo I love what they doing for the culture. Yellow Beezy, You know. Why am Newski? Uh, I just watch all these little young cats, man. Yeah. The un I wish the I wish the underground cats from my era yeah. would, would would take suit of with them and promote themselves. I, I just was about to ask you, what is your what is your prayer for the new generation in Dallas? That's a good question. I've never been asked nothing like that. My Thank prayer you. for the wow, that's a beautiful <laughs> question. That's, that's, you had me that's some why I do this. Wow, I've never been asked that. Or the top five and down. I've never been asked that. But my prayer for the new generation is that they all make it out this alive and with money and can provide for their families and do what a lot of us didn't get a chance to do. You know, since they didn't get a, um, they didn't get a chance. We didn't get a chance that we had deals. Me and Google and Snake Number. We didn't get a chance to to get the fruits of our labor. Some of that stuff I'm getting now. Mm -hmm. Like believe it or not, we having a resurgence. But I hope all of them get to eat and live off that. And, and just market themselves. I want to see them all on BET, on Rap City. Even on Google and Cabal and mm -hmm. all from Red Run, we was on Rap City, but we didn't get like they got it. Right. I want to see them get money, provide for their family and their kids. Matter of fact, can I tell you somebody I seen the other day? Please. I was eating. I'm glad you just said that. I seen an artist call up. I was eating at Parks Mall, eating a sandwich. I was burning off time. And I seen an artist called Solo Lucci. 
Yes, Funky I Town's own. Shout out to Solo Lucci. You know what I like about? Let me tell you real quick. I'm going to tell you my so- Solo Lucci story. So yeah. Solo Lucci, because I hosted um, an open mic. Yeah. And I believe it was in Arlington. Well, Solo Lucci, he he was with a, I think it was, he was with a group yeah. at the time. And they used to come up to my open mic every single week and they would perform. And he wasn't the Solo Lucci that he is now. I think he's since then found himself. Yeah. But I love their perseverance, their, you know, their drive. You know, they... It, you couldn't tell them that they weren't the shit. You know what's crazy? The other day I was eating at Parks Mall, and I was just eating in the middle, sitting in the food court. And I looked up, and I recognized he was talking to some fans. But what, what, what I like, what I liked about Solo Lucci, what I want for all the artists, including myself and everybody else, people were running up to him taking pictures. That was so beautiful to see a, a younger generation artist. You don't know me, but I'm still like one of the forefathers as far as Absolutely. he's concerned. And I seen fans running up to him when he walked by. They was like working to Sabaro and his food shops in the parks mall mm-hmm. to take a picture with him. Yeah. That's been a long time since so I seen Google do that, maybe Doc do that, a few people you know that, that, that can pull that kind of just, when me and Google was jumping, we go up and play, let me get a picture with you. Yeah. I've not seen, it's it's so beautiful to see a DFW, I know Solutions from Fort Worth, to go in the uh, park small and people walking up, to, I'm just watching. I didn't even bother him. I just sat back from a distance and just watched him. I said, "That's Solo Lucci." You know, I knew I seen the the, the blonde, the, the blonde hair. Yeah, uh-huh. the <laughs> I was blonde. watching from a long way. That's how you spot Solo with the blonde, the real slim guy. Yeah. Let me tell you too. I mean, it was amazing to be able to see um, Go Yayo, who did uh, the car show. Yeah. Uh, last year, and. Uh, Oh my gosh, the girls were just following him. Like just following him around. He he definitely has that star no, power. He has a star. My my I have to date a girl. And just a grown I'm a grown I'm a man, let's just say a like star from Buckwild. I'm a man of a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> she was intrigued by Go Yale. This is a almost forty year old woman. Yeah. She's like, Go Yale, put another video. So yeah. it's something about him. Some people got to have that it factor. You know what's crazy? Even though I'm a spit, I might not have that it factor. I can accept that, but I'm cool with that. Go Yayo has an it factor about him. I want a lot of the underground artists from my era, like the spitters, to get that it factor. Sometimes you got to make your, get your hair, where you, get your clothes right. Mm-hmm. Like, ask your question about the younger generation. Get you, don't come out in public in any kind of way. Like, I was coming to your show, I'm going to wear my Picasso gear. I'm an old cat, but I got to wear a little yeah. fur. Even though it's a little hot, you got to look got to make yourself look fly and presentable at all times because you never know when you're going to run into a, a Kiki J or a Dr. Rock or whoever yeah. or, or who or that can help you, or Easy Eddie D or, or Marcellus or Half Pint Films or Say Cheese you all, right. or Real Life Street Stars. you got to always be on point in your look. And that's what I like about Go Yale and all them little younger cats. And the only reason why I named their name all because they market themselves so much I can't help but know them. Yeah, they, they cannot be ignored. You can't that's, ignore that's them. That's for damn sure. And so, you know, with that being said, I think it, you know, I, I think it's a, a a great time. I hope that Dallas gets a chance again. I believe in history repeating itself. And, you know, with people uh, like the, the ones that you've named, the artists that you've named, um, I, I think it's just, it's, it's time to, you know, it's it's time to support these guys. Got to, man. You know what I'm saying? It's time to support these and, guys and these young women, you know? Yeah, like you saying with Cottonmouth. That's what I love about Cotton. When Cotton going in there raising the ruckus, 
Cotton was doing that for the good of all of us, man. Right. Cotton's like Nat Turner. And I like to yeah. I like to apply everything to history. And I'm real big on me. My daddy's have a black bookstore in Arlington called Afro Awakening because I got the knowledge, man. Mm. Don't get it twisted. There's nothing stupid about me. Right. And Cottonmouth's like a Nat Turner. Me, I'm like a, I'm a griot. Mm-hmm. A griot is an African poet. I'm the South Dallas griot. I like to, that's why I do that because I start having a natural instinct, a natural knack for knowing the knowledge. So I'm a griot. That's a storyteller. So I'm telling all y'all stories. Even go yay on them. I'm watching all of them. Yeah. Even though I rap, I watch and I study. But Cottonmouth, he was he was going to battle for y'all so all y'all can get on K-104. So any of y'all younger cats, when I see Cottonmouth and Nemesis Snake, Big Al, Casanova Rock, you know, even though Big Al has passed away, and Azim, which is, mm-hmm. he, I heard he's doing stuff with Rock Nation now. Yeah, he just went over to Rock Nation. Y'all Shout sh- out to him. Pay them guys homage. I hope any young cat listening to this will go listen to some of the some of the names that I threw out in research. Right. Hit me up, and I'll tell you. Yeah. Whether it be Goyeo or any of them, I'll tell you, you know. Right, right. Well, um, shout out to Dakeen, uh for giving us the spirits today, to, for powering this podcast. <laughs> shout out Dakeen. to them. Now, have you, have you had a drink of it? Did you get a chance to taste it? I'm going to taste it right Ta- now. Taste a little bit of it what's because the name of this? What's it's the called Dakeen. Dakeen, what's and the name of it? it it's uh, the Passion Fruit Passion Lime fruit line. is what we're drinking. Uh, we also have the cucumber lime, and uh, we have the grapefruit as well. Okay. So uh, this is like a <laughs> it's, it's like a wine, but it's made with agave nectar, and so you can mix it with your favorite spirit. You can have it with uh, you know I enjoy it with like rum and vodka. You know you can put some tequila in it, or like tonight we're just drinking it on the rocks. And okay, it's I'm very... about to try some tequila. All right, yeah, definitely passion do. fruit lime made right here in the great state of Texas. Um, <laughs> and while you're taking your sip, I want to shout out to Joshua Kent. Jallo, and... that's a legend. Jallo, okay. if you came to the party feeling good, represent, represent. Oh, What's yeah. the name of your hood? Is it Ag Town? That's who that is. Yes, Jallo, I tell him your that name. Song. Quit playing. Well, he well, so is that his real name, Joshua Kent? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Joshua Leroy Kent. <laughs> he says he says the unity between hip hop and Power South is that what it says? The South. Okay. The unity between hip hop and the South is is I guess what he wants to concentrate on. Is the unity he, he between was, who? He was just he was just uh, stating the unity between hip hop. And, and and the power of the South. So yeah. so basically, the power of the South fueling hip hop. Yeah, he, that's like Jalo said. Yeah, man, we got some like I know we got to go. Yeah, we got some some of the dopest lyricists in Dallas. I want people to know like it is out here. Get it in on the mic. Yeah. Like I said, Black Sun Music Group. It's a guy named Ness. It's a guy named uh uh. uh we got them cyphers we doing BMZ. Mm-hmm. We spitting on them. I mean, when I had the can go on, we we going in. You know uh. Caution. Mm-hmm. These people in Dallas got some dope spitters. I mean, yeah. like, man, I mean, the bars are so intricate. And yes. like, look, 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 them bars. And it's, and it's crazy and because country. it doesn't matter where you go. You can go all around this city and hear just different stuff. And I love it because there's, it's like a, it's like a melting pot of yeah. hip hop. You can get any type of hip hop you want. Here in Dallas, one of my favorite people that I love right now. I'm gonna go ahead and shout him out. Shout out to Rakeem Abdul Jabbar, um, who is the son of Big Al. Of Big Al. You know what's crazy? Speaking of him, I'm doing a show with him on March 31st at the uh, at the Nines. It's called the Red Carpet with Galaxy Nine. Okay. March 31st with Rakeem Al Jabbar. 
at the it's called the red carpet event at the nines. Okay. I'm, I'm, I forgot Rakim Al Jabbar's a spitter. Yes. Rakim Al Jabbar's a spitter. He's he's the son of uh, Big Al from Nemesis. That's the groups I was mentioning earlier. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I forgot about him. Sometimes you go off, don't you forget names? Yeah, or whatever. But yeah. I'm doing the show with him March 31st. Well, give them a little bit of what they might hear on March 31st at the nine. White boy Chris, come on, Cole Chris. Okay, yeah, Cole Chris. He's he a legend from down with Mad Flavor. But this how I'ma go. Y'all ready? Let's now, go. you know, Picasso, been known to break a mic. I will separate your face like when Drake drink a Sprite. I've been getting ignored and treated like a real bomb. You rap niggas on my radar, like Elliot Wilson. I'm not ego tripping, I'm just keeping the trill from. Dallas motherfucker, and I'm considered the ill one. The two, the three, and four. I thank you, Tracy Lynn, you've opened up the door. Like Jim Morrison, it's time for me to score. Now raise your fucking hands now if you think you're sure. Now put them bitches down, cause I can't take no more. It's funky enough in here like between legs of whores. Now I'm an old nigga who's built to endure. I'm not the wino, I'm black Jesus, I am so pure. If he's the formula, then pick is the cure. Do what I says like Simon, I'm giving you goodies like Lyman, frankly. You young whippersnapper, you should thank me. If I hear another hipster, I have Tahiti shank me like Morgan and set my southern soul free man that went over your head like a condom, but not the one that makes you pee in. I'm a jackass. I make you feel small like your wee man. I come off like a dickhead. Helen Keller, she can see, man. Until you gangsters, I was gangster, man. Do you know what I do? I bust seven shots up in you. Like Andrew did the Badu. <laughs> like Louisiana, that classic line passed by you. Nigga, I just fried you and didn't even try to. Turn it off. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There it is, Picasso, yeah. the Renaissance man of Dallas, checking in to get in the game. Make sure you follow us um, on our Facebook, on our Twitter, um, on our Instagram. It's G E T N T H A Game. Picasso, keep up with him. How they do that? You can hit me up at Picasso.com and get my shirts and stuff. P I K A H S S O.com. Like it's on my hat, verbadelicrecords.com or whatever. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Picasso, Instagram at Picasso, Facebook at Picasso, all of it. Like, like it's spelled on my hat, P I K A H S S O. And tell them what you got coming up. What can they look forward to from you? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you said that. I got a new record I'm going to put out. Hopefully, next year I'm working with this new cat called Soul Food. Okay. It's going to be that, that Southern Boom Bap. Oh, yes. From the, I'm, I, I, it's going to be like for me, it's going to be real poetic. I'm, I'm talking about things and that people in Dallas are like, wow, he mentioned that in the song? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's going to be real lyrical and avant-garde and real musicals. Like, a lot of people, like on the PPT stuff, that stuff was real sing-songy and a lot of funk mixed up with it. Yeah. So I'm gonna do, I'm doing some cuts with him and a few, uh, I think Big Hub and a few other things and, and drop some fly videos. Just try to keep the legacy going because like I said, people like y'all, y'all, y'all make me, y'all make me be the Chucky that I am. You know, Chucky, just when you think he's dead, he comes I don't know. I thought it was over, but I'm starting to get so. I got that coming next year. I got a new video. I got a new video I'm dropping real soon, directed by Marcellus Suber called Hoodie Rap. Okay. Hoodie Rap is dedicated to Trayvon Martin and all the people that die, like Emmett Till, uh, all them. We're putting our hoods on and dedications. You got to put something back into the music. It can't be all be foolishness. So that's coming out the next week or so. It's called Hoodie Rap. Dedicated to Trayvon, Emmett Till, James Bird. All of all our brothers that lost our lives for nothing. Yeah. Even some of the, some of the names, some of the people that mentioned that they they not they didn't get the media attention. So it's that I got a lot of other. Vi- I just dropped a video called "Definition of Darwinism." 
I feel like I got the green hoodie on. Oh, my, wow. Your definition of Darwinism. Okay. Darwinism, for those that don't know what Darwinism is, that's how we evolved as people, how, how zebras became zebras, how giraffes became giraffes. They had to evolve. It's called, it started from Charles Darwin. Mm -hmm. So to, for giraffes next to get long, they had to stretch and stretch. And over hundreds of years, that's how they became giraffes. It started off maybe like a horse. Right. They had to acclimate to their climate. So I'm the definition of Darwinism when it comes to MCs. I, I'm the perfect evolution of MCs. It's kind of arrogant, but hey. <laughs> hey, you deserve it. You deserve it, man. Definition, dog. Check that video out. And, and Kiki J, I thank you. I'm happy. You can see my energy. Yes, your energy is amazing. <laughs> and it is definitely. Uh, I appreciate it. It, it is, your, your energy is, um, what do you call it? Like, it just, it just kinetic. comes. It's kinetic. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely feel it. Before we get up out of here, I want to give a big shout out to Brian Goins. Uh, who's a dope artist that's tuned in to us today. Uh, also, uh, Propaganda, a uh, true historian. Um, oh, oh, he said that about you. You're a true historian. He said that. Uh, propaganda. Thank you, Propaganda. I know Brian Goins. Brian Goins, he, he's a good dude. What's up to B. Goins, um, Jalo? Just everybody, man. Everybody here, the film yeah. guy. And yeah. Valley Luther, of the Kings. Shout out to Luther Brian Barry and Chris Hayes from Cali. Is uh, checking us out Luther tonight. Brian Barry. That's my homeboy from Starving. He remember all that Craig Mack stuff. Okay. What's, that's Brian Barry. What's up, Brian? He he going by his real name. Okay. Brian Barry. What's up, man? What's 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 his other name? I forgot what his rap name. Tabasco. He had, Brian changes. He, <laughs> Brian was just real silly back then, naming himself anything. But he was back in the Starving with me and James. We interviewed the Biggie and Outkast. But that's my homeboy Brian Barry. I didn't know Brian was listening. Oh, he's tuned in right now. He's what's right up, there. Brian? What? Yeah. <laughs> I know you feel him. I know how you feel about the Craig man. We was a part of that. What's up, B? Come, come let's go kick it, man. Hot wings on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just want to remind everybody that on Monday we will be at Gas Monkey Live um, down on Technology uh, for the big Vertigo mixer, okay. uh, Vertigo DJ mixer. Uh, everybody's going to be there all across the South. They're coming in. DJs, artists are coming in to network and learn about the music business. Uh, me and Fat Pimp will be back, and we will be talking business and hip-hop live on stage there at Gas Monkey. And I hope that Picasso will come through, try to make and, it through. And, and, and sit in with us. Because... I want to sit in with Fat Pimp. I like him, man. Yes, I like what he's please doing. come by. That video made me like the towel. <laughs> <laughs> please come by. He would so be he would be so thrilled if you were able to, to come. Yes, he is. And I, I love him. We miss you, and we hope that you get back safe. Uh, but, yeah, make sure you come through. If you're in Dallas on Monday, that is going to be March 19th. We'll be at Gas Monkey Live for Getting the Game's first live podcast. And so we're going to have a whole bunch of fun. Y'all make sure y'all join us there. And, uh, Picasso, I just want to say thank you so much yeah. for coming through and getting in the game. Your energy is amazing, and I'm so glad that I got to share this time with you. Man, uh, Kiki J, like I said, man, I, I've been following you since – I'm not, you know, a lot of times people see people, uh, their accomplishments and they won't say it. I've been right. following you since the 104 days, the Texas Summer Music Conference day with uh, Mike Mooswing. Yeah. And it's an honor, and I mean that with all my heart, to be here. And you will never catch me on some funny style stuff, like not speaking. When I see you, <laughs> I will always be forever dead. And when, we, when this come up, I will share Get this up. with everybody on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Okay. Thank you so much for having me here. And I mean that. I, 
I, I mean it with all my heart. I'm not no funny style dude. If I ever act funny with you, check me. I definitely please will. Please check me. Now, you know I'm a Scorpio. I will I'm definitely Aquarius. let you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, you February weird. 1st. You weird like my husband. Yeah, y'all weird. <laughs> you Aquarius? <laughs> Shouts out to weird. my daughter. I know she's checking it out, too. My daughter, Mercedio. What up? She hey, in town from Houston. Okay, that's what's up. That's we, what's up. We look up. just alike. Really? You like my twin. So, oh, shout okay. out to Mercedio. Yeah, right. but... uh. Thank you, Kiki. I, You're so I, welcome. I, that's all I can say. Thank you. All right. Well, that's all that needs to be said. It doesn't need to be explained. That's it. Man, thank you so much for tuning in to Get in the Game. You can't win it if you're not in it. So make sure you get in the game. How do you advertise on the Get in the Game podcast? I'm going to let Kiki J tell y'all what y'all need to do. It's so easy. All you got to do is email us, getinthegamepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to shout out, you know what I'm saying? You want us to feature your art or your business, we can do that. Get in the game.